Hey Ryan, I'm thinking of starting another podcast. Yeah, and what about? How to sell black market toenail clippings. It's going to be a hit. Why would... Never mind, never mind. I don't know who would listen to that, but more power to you. Only issue I'm having is uh, where to host it. I've tried different places. I've checked out uh, different hosting sites. All of the hosting sites cost money. And the few free ones that don't, they don't give you anything like listener views or geolocation, like where they're listening from. And on top of all that, I still need to make my own website. You do know with Fire Talk Radio, where our show's hosted at, we use Anchor.fm, right? Huh? It's great. It's free. You can see how many downloads each episode has, where people are listening from. That's Anchor.fm. That's right. You sent that to me. Well, do I still need to create my own website to uh, get it to, like, Apple and Stitcher? No, Anchor does that all for you. When you sign up with your email, it gives you everything you need to host your own show and podcast. It gives you the website. It gives you the RSS feed. It allows you to attach it to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other ones. Thanks, man. That makes things a ton easier. Now, can you take a look at this rash? I'm worried I have monkeypox. Uh, no, that's all you, man. That's a personal problem. So, what was that website again? Man, you got a, such a short attention span. I'll it's Anchor.fm. Either go on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. I'll just send you the link as a backup again. But check out Anchor.fm. I don't know what happened to Ryan on the beginning of this episode. He reached up uh, <laughs> as we were doing the countdown and. Now he's gone, so uh, I'm here uh, today, Jason, uh, coming at you uh, with episode 46 of Fire Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking about some more student loan forgiveness. Uh, We have uh, President Biden's uh, speech that uh, is very eerie and kind of reminiscent of V for Vendetta, uh the fbi uh caught with their hands in the cookie jar and is bank of america being racist uh all that plus a special guest coming up on fire talk radio i can only count to four i can only count to four i can only count to four i can only count to If it's not one thing, it's another. Um, I moved my camera from one, but since I put my finger on the the camera itself, it goes, oh, you're gone. I'm like, ugh, (laughs) whatever. Um, Yeah, yeah, technology's like that. Uh, So, Ryan, uh, why don't you uh, tell people how they can get a hold of us and introduce our guests? Uh, By the way, you guys can watch us uh, streaming right now on Rumble. So... Uh, for future episodes, go to Rumble or go to our Facebook page. All right. So this episode 46, uh, I'm Ryan. That's Jason. Our special guest, uh, Drew, from TikTok fame of uh, real. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank of his TikTok. 
Well, it's okay. It used to be real Drew Kaler. Now it's just Drew Breaks the News. I was going to say it's Drew yeah. Breaks the News. Uh, breaks the I news, do have yeah. one of your videos uh, in our uh, collection at the end of the episode. We always throw up uh, TikTok videos that I find nice. throughout the week. And uh, one of them uh, was yours. Uh, actually, I think it was from today. So we I'm honored. Oh, is okay, cool. Well, very cool. I'm excited then. All right. So... Again, this is episode 46. Check us out on our website, firetalkradio.com. Email is firetalknetwork at gmail. Voicemail is a 8138809820. All music provided by Psychostick. Check them out on YouTube. Check them out on tour. They're a great bunch of guys. Um, yeah, this is a this is a slightly weird week because I was not expecting the speech from yesterday or yesterday. Nobody was, was very ominous, of, <laughs> or maybe we all were a little I, bit. That that's that was so. I was expecting, you know, his last few speeches, Biden speeches, were very. I don't want to say divisive. Everyone uses that term, but definitely trying to sow division in the way that he talks about people like us that oh, yeah. didn't vote for him, or like me, and um. No, I didn't vote for him either. But, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he coined the term a while ago, ultra MAGA, hmm. which is funny in and of itself because, like, before that, I never even considered myself MAGA. I'm conservative. Right. I, I'm a Christian. I'm conservative. That uh, reflects a lot of my views. Um I swear a lot. I'm that type of person. So, uh, Drew, I apologize if I start going off on tangents. I don't mean it. Um, it's just the way I talk. But um, but I never considered myself, like, you know, mega, you know, wear the hat. Uh, anything Trump says is correct. You know, Trump is a lowercase g god type of thing. But now that uh, he's making just about any Republican or conservative, he's basically aligning them with MAGA. Hmm. You almost, I almost have to say, well, well, thanks to you, I'll take the term ultra MAGA now. I'll, they, I'll, they I'll put rolled, that on. He did roll, the the White House rolled back that comment this morning, saying that he wasn't going after the people that voted for Trump. He was going after the people that were in Congress already that were backing him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how that conversation was last night. <laughs> um, but we will get more into that because I think that's going to be just a long conversation of. Uh, <laughs> well, we're already. I'm assuming, uh, Jason, you have clip. Maz, yeah, you want to so... keep going? We'll keep going into it. Um, um, so coming in, uh, here, let me bring this. Why is this? Uh, go ahead and keep talking while I, uh, bring up, uh, yeah, no. Clip. So, uh, with, with it last night, I was actually waiting for like the Imperial flags to fall <laughs> at independence, uh, at the independence hall in Philly. I thought it was very inappropriate to have the Marines standing by him. And the way the shadows were, you couldn't see the Marines' face. Um, yeah, dark, 
Yeah, Darth I, Biden. I that's the one. I, <laughs> yes. Had the whole Imperial March and everything. Um, it was just I so just think weird with the red. It, you, that looks Photoshop, and of course the Darth Biden part is. But the rest of the picture is just a screenshot. Oh no! When when I when I first saw like. I woke up to all these clips in my For You page on every social media thing I could ever think of. And I'm like, there's no way he did a fucking speech in Philadelphia at night, which is fine, but with red lights. It's very Um, weird. Do you guys notice, like, do you see in that picture right now, it almost looks like the the wings of the, the Nazi eagle. Yes. Over above his shoulders. It yes. really is very symbolic. It's very, very disturbing how symbolic this is. So oh, I saw what a couple of TikTokers do this with him next to Adolf Hitler, like side by side. Yeah, Adolf sure. Hitler doing the same whole, the same stand. Um, and it's like, look how angry he looks. He's that- absolutely angry. You but know, does he even know why he's angry, though? Do you guys think he actually, like, I, I feel like I, he just really doesn't know what's going on. I, I don't think. I, feel it's, I think it's on the teleprompter. That's sure. The you he, must have an angry face. <laughs> so here's the clip, uh, the, the screenshot from V from Vendetta. Tell me that doesn't look. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's similar. <laughs> wow. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> this is yeah. What cl- we live in a clown world, guys. It's nothing is real anymore. That that's the thing is, it it can't be because I mean this is, this is the president, and who thought oh this would be a good look for the president who already is at I think he's up now he's at like thirty nine or forty percent approval rating. Um, some polls yeah, have him up at just, 44. I think he just got that threshold of 40 on most of the polls. Yeah. And it's, it's mainly cause so when he who, announced student loan forgiveness is when that's where, that's when it jumped. Cause everyone was like, Ooh, my loans are getting paid off. And the, well, there's that. And then there's also the part of he had COVID. And his wife had COVID, so they basically went into seclusion for the better part of a month. And on the third day, he rose again. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately. But the thing is, is his approval ratings always go up the less people see of him. And Mm. then they bring out something like this. Um, You know, where he's, he's standing... He's standing in in front of, uh, you know, this red building, having uh, military behind him, you know, a couple guys. that I have no problem with that. That's presidential things. All presidents do that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that the Marines behind him. I just feel like the way the it was shot. Well, and, and then on top of that, you had that very shot. So it's not even just a straight on shot or something like that. It's that slightly upward tilt. It's all about optics and for sure. Yeah. It's always, yeah. And again, I studied film. 
And part of uh, film study is how camera angles make people look. That's why whenever you have the Emperor or Darth Vader or, you know, whoever in whatever movie, when you want them to look intimidating, you put dark, harsh, contrasting light behind them, usually yeah. red. If you want to make them feel kind of sickish or look sickish, you put green. If you want to make them uh, actually look happy, like, uh, you know, people can relate to them, you use blue, like, you know, colors have meaning to it. Um, and when they use this red color with the, uh, it's it's like a blood red. It's not even like, uh, it's not like the GOP bright red. It's like a dark ominous. It is very ominous. I agree. And then he comes up and says this. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear. Very clear. Four people clapping. (laughs) Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. That's a clap reel. Not every. That's him trying to pull it back slowly, like, oh no, I just said something. Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. So, a recent poll had like. 90 some percent of uh, Republicans saying that they would vote for Trump again if he ran. I don't want him to run, guys. I, I genuinely don't. I really just like I for me personally, I I bought into it for a while. You know, I liked it. I, I felt like the controversy was enough to stir people up and get them uh, at least talking about issues. But we're at the point no. now. It's just it, it's it's nauseating. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree whatsoever. Um, we've had this conversation that uh, if Trump did become president, someone needs to take his phone away from him. Yes, um, absolutely. Yes, uh, <laughs> of many that. things, but that would be one. Yes, that, that's what we said. Most um, of most of the problems that Trump had was because he was sitting on the John tweeting. Yeah, if he, you're right. If he didn't make most of the, if he didn't say most of the things that he did on Twitter, I think that he would have been a pretty benign president right you know um i mean he was very outspoken i will give him that but man there was just like sometimes he would just make that jab that was unnecessary it was like absolutely right uh, and then what and like i tried to explain to um a family member not long ago that was couldn't understand why i or anybody else would vote for him is i tried to explain you have to remember Trump is not the cause of anything. Trump is more like the symptom. Trump is the punchback. You guys through all of Bush and then, uh, you know, then we had two wishy-washy Republican candidates in 2008 and 2012 that all of, not all of us, but a lot of us, myself included, were saying, listen, they're coming after you. You know, Biden actually said that, uh, um, Romney was going to put people back in chains and Romney never responded to that. Mm. And that was the stuff that when Trump came out, Trump punches back. Now, uh, it, I like it, how was, it was nice. To, it was nice for the back and forth. I'll give him that much. 
you know, and, and I like how Ben Shapiro puts it. Uh, Trump is like a hammer who is constantly hitting. Unfortunately, sometimes he hits a nail and sometimes he hits someone else in the head. Right. <laughs> I like that. So, um, but that was it. Trump was a symptom. You know, we, he got elected because he was going to punch back. Well, and I think, you know, he, a big part of the reason that he was elected is Hillary is not a, I mean, no one wanted Hillary. No. You know, you could have, you could have had a weaker Republican candidate go up against Hillary. And I think that they would have done well. The problem is that the extremism of Hillary was matched by the extremism of Donald Trump. Exactly. I mean, think about this. Donald Trump got less votes in most states than Romney did. And Romney Mm -hmm. lost them states. Romney lost Michigan. Trump won Michigan in 2016. He had like uh, 12,000 less votes than Romney did. I believe it. And won. He did the same thing in Wisconsin, did the same thing, I think, in Pennsylvania. Uh, On a side note, whenever I think about Joe Biden thinking in his head, I, I remember the movie Inside Out. This is what's going on right here. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to figure out. Uh, um, now, you know what I what makes me think? When I was in college, I had to do a, uh, um, a we kind of like a thesis film at bigger colleges. We called them a defense because I, I was going for my bachelor's, not master's. Sure. So I didn't have to do a thesis. But I had to make a film, a short film. And the film we made was called Four Humors. And it dealt with a person that was uh, um, dying, but it showed from inside of his head that there were, you know, the four humors. Uh, If you go back to like Greek and they believed in the four different personality humors and all that stuff. And uh, each one of them was dying off slightly and they were actually killing each other and they were arguing, trying to figure out who was going to be next. Mm. And uh, that's what it reminds me of. So what do you guys think in regard to uh, do you think that it's that Trump should, in fact, run? I mean, do you think that it, maybe it would be better for, you know, because like, I'm kind of a big De- DeSantis fan. Yes. Uh, now, I'm I am a libertarian by by my party affiliation. Uh, however, unfortunately, the underperformance of the libertarian party over the last two elections has been very uh, just gross. Right. So uh, I in fact, I had Joe Jorgensen on my podcast back uh, before the election took place. I was trying to get notoriety for her. Um, but uh, anyway, long story short, I, I think that uh, I really think it would be in in the country's best interest if Trump were to just fade away into yes. the distance. Uh, I and agree. Let, let DeSantis do the, his thing. the the problem is, I think. The Democrats at this current moment won't allow it. They need they, it. They, they need Trump. They need it. Yes. You're right. They, right they, now, they, they need him. They need to keep poking the bear. Yeah. And the problem is. You're right. Trump won't. Won't. Is it that one that will back down? He'll be right. like, really? Okay. You really want to keep doing this and then keep at it. And with with a little sidestep in with the Mar-a-Lago bullshit that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And they displayed all those files all over the place. A handful of them were completely already empty. And then when they, before they took the picture, 
So mm-hmm. now the ultimate thing is the Trump card is Trump just releases the the CT footage of his whole vill- of the whole Mar-a-Lago watching um, FBI doing what they're doing. The thing is, he set out to do what JFK said a long time ago was to drain the swamp. And the minute he said that when he was doing his election process is what made him the target. It's exactly what made him the target because nobody wants to lose their job. They didn't want people coming out because I was living, I, I grew up in DC as Jason knows and everybody else here knows. I've seen the political back, the banter between the bureaucrats and the politicians. Yes. And that was the one thing I will say Trump did right. He didn't deal with the bureaucrats. And I think that's what made him very different. And that's what made him very um, approachable in his, in his position. You're right. I think he needs to just walk away and let DeSantis move in. But as long as the current Democrats are in power, they're not going to allow it. They're going to keep poking them because they need that. They need that back and forth. Yeah, every supervillain needs a, a superhero and vice versa. For right, sure. exactly. So um, I completely and I think uh, I think if you took a poll, most uh, conservatives would agree that Trump should step back. First off, remember, if in 2024, Trump's going to be a year older than Biden was when he took office. So you can't use the Biden dementia. He's old anymore um so there's that but then also like ryan was saying um you know they keep poking the bear and trump is a counterpuncher. right so this is the time he's already done with office where honestly he should just you know go to mar-a-lago and say hey you know what i'm 77 years old or 76 years old Let's let everyone else run everything. I'm just going to chill and uh, play golf the rest of my life. I think one of the best things that he could do, really, if you think about it. So if if what Ryan says is true and they're really trying to poke the bear to get a response out of Trump, maybe even to get him to run for sure, if he continues to push back, but then at the at the at the right point drops out completely. Yeah. Then think of all of the resources and the effort that the Democratic Party has put into elevating that Trump is going to run again and scaring everybody, and then all of a sudden he doesn't. What is that going to do to their base? Because most people will agree, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go vote for Trump again. I'll vote for whoever is opposed to him. But if he backs out completely and all of the Republican resources are put behind DeSantis, yes. and and we know that, let me, look, what is, other than taking care of Florida, DeSantis is pretty quiet about he, presidential stuff he is uh he even said uh at one point i think it was uh i don't think it was like a, a press conference i think it was someone like uh you know at a luncheon or something asked any about him running and uh he said he goes you know i'm concentrating on florida right now but uh we'll see what happens with he's gonna run dude i, I yeah. would be i would be shy I, I will put money down on him running I it would, would be crazy DeSantis won't run if Trump is running unless they come up with an agreement together like what you said. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, yeah, because if they can pin him to be the bad guy, and most people would agree, uh, by by allowing DeSantis to triumph even over Trump, uh, you're gonna win. You're gonna win a lot of the other side to that. I think I really try. I you know, and most well, of it's a game. And the great thing with DeSantis is DeSantis is a counterpuncher, just like Trump, but he's right. better at it with tact. Yes. Yes. You know, Trump is like, uh, I'm an MMA fighter. I train MMA fighters. I don't fight anymore. But there's always, we always talk about two kinds of fighters. You have the brawler and then you have the technical fighter. And the brawler can do good for a while until they start getting older and slowing down because then they don't have the energy and stuff anymore. The technical fighter, they can fight. I have one fighter that's in his 40s now. And he's still fighting and he's so, still winning. Now look at Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> he's a technical fighter. Well, and he I got in trouble because they were trying to sneak him off to Miami without without it telling anybody and got caught. Good job, Tom Brady. <laughs> but uh but that's where I think DeSantis is you know, he's so, got the he's got the power, like I say, the power in the punches that Trump has. But he's got the uh, he's got the tact. He's got the technique behind it. Um, so as of right, and he's got saying, military as of service right now, too. Poll wise, yeah. As of right now, poll wise, there's only a ten point difference between Trump and DeSantis. That's it. So how much does that matter right now, point, though? Two years, two years it, in. Yeah, two years it, out. Correct. I mean, but think about this. It's a trail that Trump, like you said, Trump could use. Like, oh, look at me. I'm the leader. Not pay attention to DeSantis. He gets all this backing, and he goes, I'm out, and then backs off. DeSantis, he gets all that backing from Trump. Trump goes, I'm going to back off. Back to DeSantis. DeSantis comes in and knocks it out of the park. If Trump backs DeSantis, like uh, right before, is it the Iowa is the first one in the primaries? presidential yeah i was the first i think iowa and then but i think it's super tuesday is when he wants to do that at i think Um, it would be the super tuesday event but Uh, yeah would want to do that backs right out and says you know what i i fully endorse DeSantis. if he did that and that means DeSantis is not only going to get his base but he's going to take everyone from trump along with it plus he's going to appeal to the more middle ground moderates do you think uh, he can be the most? Do you think he can overtly endorse DeSantis though, or will that carry some negative effects uh, with his I personal think, endorsement? I think he I think would that have would to. Be... I think he would have to overtly, yeah, uh, endorse him. Mm. I think if he did it, uh, you know, kind of like uh, behind the scenes endorsed him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot more that uh, can be said. Okay, you know. Uh, rather than him coming out and just saying, you know what, I'm putting my name behind this person, you know, we've, the we got to remember the elephant in the anyway. room. Yeah, the left's the left's gonna use attack ads anyway, of and course. say, you oh, know, yeah. Trump, the worst president ever, endorses DeSantis. Do you, um, kind of thing? But um, if he doesn't do that, then. You're going to have a lot of, uh, I think, these um, far right, well, not far right, far Trump supporters, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultra MAGA. 
the ultra maga <laughs> yeah not not me who's ultra mega and uh name only right um, <laughs> sure. uh but uh so you're gonna have them that are going to say you know well DeSantis is taking it away i'm gonna vote for trump anyway um well you gotta remember the elephant in the room liz cheney she will be devastated because her whole goal was to knock out trump and if he walks away freely what is her base i don't think anybody really worries about liz cheney too much oh no 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 i just want to see her cry again on stage <laughs> when, she, when she, she'll never be her father her father was a warlord as in his own right and he should have never been vice president but he got there anyway I, I um, try to tell people you have to remember that was the old style Republicans. Oh yeah, oh, the, yeah. the warmongering was, party. You know, I, I even my dad uh, is an older style Republican. You know, the the Bush, the uh, Goldwater, all of that type of Republican. I think our generation um, of conservatives notice many of us that, that I talk to don't even call ourselves Republican. I'm not even registered Republican. Right. Uh, in Michigan, you don't have to register. Um, when I was in Oregon, I had to register. But Ugh, Oregon. <laughs> um, Pennsylvania, gross. I had to register in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but um, we tend to base more on, I think, more of a philosophical than the... Uh, the older style Republicans, which had like maybe three or four core things that they had to hit. I think Bush ruined Republicanism for a lot of people because of his warmongering. I think that was very hard. And I think that we, we really are coming to see that into fruition now after the withdrawal from Afghanistan, when, when we realized like, Holy crap, dude, 20 years, like we were doing this for 20 years and we see the fallout, uh, like the corrupt officials that were in, put in place by the by our government, uh, the deals, the 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 handshakes and shady deals that were done. You know, I was in the. Listen, guys, I joined the Navy in 1999, and I retired in 2019. My entire career was in Afghanistan. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing—it's so ridiculous. Uh, and a lot of us, like, got a lot of guys like me that served. Uh, we don't feel the same way about war that we did before, you know? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that fought in uh, Afghanistan uh, and Iraq. Yeah. That um, joined up right after 9-11. Yep. A lot of my friends joined See, up. They, the they were in college with, at the time. Uh, the... I was a freshman in college during 9-11. Yeah. So. A lot know, of my we... friends, same. 9-11 yeah. joined. But the and conversation was that the war in Iraq was Bush was finishing his daddy's war. Right. Not actually finding justice for what happened in 9-11. That's unfortunate what took so long. And then it should have ended when Obama took over, but he just kept it going. Well, and I know uh, me and Ryan have had this conversation um, a few times on here, so I know I'm reiterating stuff, but. My view is at a certain point, I don't know when that point was, whether it was five years in, 10 years in, at a certain point, 
we were obligated to stay at least having uh, some backing in Afghanistan, not to completely pull out, especially not the way we did. Yeah, we, we painted ourselves into a corner and right. we had to stay to fix it. Right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the example I use is uh, North and South Korea. It took South Korea 40 years before they had a normal democratic election mm. that actually changed the way that South Korea looks. Up until that time, it was basically military ran. Um, even the whole time we were there, because we got there right after World War II. Like, we were there right during and after World War II to keep an eye on Japan. And then we stayed, and it took until the 80s. So when you pull yeah. out after 20 years, that's not long enough to change a whole generation. You have to change one, two generations worth of people sure. in, order to do, in order to make any real change. Well, and a, a big part of the problem, too, is most of the people in that it's such a... It's such a, a widespread um, kind of a wasteland Afghanistan is. And there's people there that don't know anything about any government. And when they, you know, when we were occupying Afghanistan and talking about what happened during 9-11, they're like, we didn't know about that. Like, we don't know anything. So it, these these dirt farmers essentially uh, are just trying to live their lives. And all of a sudden, here's a whole bunch of Americans. And they're like, why are you here? What are you guys doing? Right. Well, and think about... We were there for 20 years. A girl that was five years old, 10 years old in 2002, I think is when we went in. Um, 2002. So now she's 25, maybe 30 years old. So maybe she was 10. Right. She doesn't know living under Taliban rule. She doesn't remember. And now all of a sudden we pull out and in one weekend. Taliban's back. Maybe. <laughs> right back and right back to exactly right. how it was in 1999. As if, or, as if we, as if they just skipped the, the, the last 20 years. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was talking with another friend who fought over there. He did three tours over there. Um, and then his, uh, his third tour, when he finally came back, uh, an IED exploded and uh, um, he burned his legs. It didn't like char his legs, but. Um, burned them really bad and so that was his retirement um, but he was telling me that uh, what people don't understand too is that the uh, um, the Afghan military basically relied on our air support over there like because of the terrain sure they would have he says we would have skirmishes or they would get into skirmishes that they couldn't handle, not because they couldn't fight back, but because of the terrain, they had no way of getting reinforcement without air support. And when we pulled out, we took all that air support away. Well, once we left, most of the troops, they they didn't want to fight anyway. I mean, they, from what I heard and what I understood is they most of the uh, military forces that we had been training for all of these years, the second that we backed out, they they gave up. They they surrendered immediately to the Taliban. It wasn't even a fight. It was just a I, okay. This is the way. So there was no like you can train people, but you can't change people's hearts. Right. You know you yeah. can't you can't influence it in that way. And the problem is is we were just a military presence over there. We weren't really pushing democracy. We were just being the military over there. 
Right. And like I say, same thing happened with uh, Korea. And with Korea, we stayed there as a military presence. It took 40 years, but eventually enough hearts changed over that time because the country changed by having us there, having us protect them, having us keep their military from complete South Korea's military from completely taking over like North Korea's. Well, there was no oil in Korea for us to try to suck out of there. You know what I mean? Like no opium either. (laughs) My, my uncle, my uncle was in the army and his, he had a 10 year tour. And his job was to sit on the border wall with his rifle. And he just walked back and forth safety off and just walked back and forth. And I was like, that sucked. He goes, man, it was the most nerve wracking eight hour shift. I work every day. I have, I'm a, like, friend, I have a friend I that uh, he actually joined the, uh, the army uh, wrestling team. He wrestled in high school, didn't wrestle in college. He wasn't even that good in high school. He was like mediocre, but he joined the army wrestling team to travel around South Korea, going to wrestling matches because it kept him off the DMZ. Because by having the military represented at these tournaments, it looked good for us. So it's he's all like, a show. I, yep. He's like, so I joined, I joined the wrestling team. He's like, so my, my, I think he was there for two years. He's like my two years there. I was only on the DMZ like twice. Hmm. Um, but That's insane. so back to, uh, Back to what we were talking about uh, earlier. The other thing that's uh, interesting about this is CNN did uh, actually changed the colors uh, behind Biden. Really? So did yeah. They? So I've seen a number of these. This so the time, rainbow flag. It's not Pride Month anymore. No, no. They they like tinted it. Uh, really? During so. Okay. I'll turn this down because we don't need to uh, hear what he has to say. But Although Victor's a great guy. Victor is awesome. I would love to get well, him yeah. on, but I feel like he would talk circles around me. Um, I can talk to him for you. I can, get, <laughs> I can, I can see if he'll do it. I, I know Victor. Uh, but watch. Okay. So watch he's getting ready lighting. to show us the changing of the lighting here? Yeah. And at first okay. I'm yeah. like... I'm like, that's not real. And then I looked at the American flag and look at the lighting, the tone on the American flag, even it's like they tinted it with more, more of the opposite, more yellow. So that it turned like a uh, pinkish color. It turned, it turned into a pinkish ah. hue right on the, on the flag. Yeah. They hued the whole thing. Okay. So that it didn't look as red. But if you look at the American flag, the red even changed on that. So is the is the the point being made that that CNN is trying to cover like they That's, even realized how how bad it looked, how doom and oh, gloom yeah. it was? Yeah, okay, yeah, I see. So I mean, well, I've I've noticed with CNN's uh, that clock tower is of, weird in the background. Man. That's so weird. Have you have you never been to Independence Hall? Uh, no, I've, I've been, I've driven through Philly, but, uh, I myself have never been, uh, well, driving through Philly is a little difficult cause it's like driving through landmines cause of all the potholes in the road. Mm. Um, but well, you, you know, Independence Hall is very nifty. I mean, but 
those lights aren't there. Though oh, no, they had they to bring China. those lights in. Yeah. I mean, those lights, something like that, studio lights like that are cheap. I have in my closet behind oh, me. Oh yeah. I've got, you know, probably 15,000 watt lights. Back it there. is a very blood red looking at the yeah. difference now it is. compared to oh yeah so yeah. there's yeah there's there's the original and then but but cnn has been calling out some of the hypocrisy lately the only people that haven't is msnbc and well and bill maher has been calling never... out msnbc quite a bit so oh, maybe bill... they'll be oh yeah what's amazing though is bill maher is he's not Right, he's not on the right. He's not conservative, right? right. But because oh, no. he's calling out and saying, "Listen, you guys are basically shooting yourselves in the foot by doing what you're doing." All of a sudden, he's getting attacked by the left. Yeah, good, good. Let it keep going on. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah, no. The thing is, they like he was Biden was saying basically, if you're not thinking or feeling how we are doing you're against us and it's like but we we believe in the constitution you're saying that we don't believe in the con he actually said that that the quote ultra maga people don't believe in the constitution and i'm like you 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 believe that the constitution is not absolute so how is that different Okay, you can actually see the color change. Oh, there! Ooh. Oh, yeah, for sure. Watch, watch the flag. It, it went from like red to purple to pink back to red. Yeah. Well, there's red. Mm-hmm. There's the purple mixing in. And then they went to like an orangish. Sure enough. So I know that's Sad. easy to do uh, in a in a um, uh, in a. God, I'm even re- forgetting my. Uh, they probably have it on. They probably have it on. Um. No, on what a, it is is it's on a, a, it's a little app. dial. No, it's a yeah. dial. It's on the board. It's a dial. Uh, the director uh, color corrects on the fly, so it's a it's a color dial, and you just kind of move it more. So if it's too red, you move it the opposite of the red towards uh, cyan and stuff like that and uh i used to do that when i worked in news and uh you know someone shot something and it was uh you know two washed out in one color we'd correct it on the fly um but yeah well it's undeniable that they they definitely did something there it's just interesting to hear i mean i know cnn fired brian stelter recently which is obviously it's good for the american people Don Lemon needs to be next. Cuomo is gone now. Um, I think they think they're putting a lot of faith in Tapper to be a little bit more moderate, but I think you know only time is going to tell. There, I, I watched the Tapper, Tapper the other when day. He was when he was in the uh, in the press room with uh, um, Obama and Trump. He wasn't too bad. But every mm. so, but now they get him on, uh, you know, when he's actually on a show or he's got to, you know, when he's up there, I think the producers are what are pushing it more and more. It's not just the hosts. I think um, it's Tapper's, and again, I can tell you, I think it's Tapper's teleprompter more. Well, cause... it is. I mean, 
I can tell you, I worked in local news. I didn't work nationally for CNN or anything, but I can tell you in local news, the uh, um, the anchors half the time they don't know what they're saying beforehand. They're really good at reading them teleprompters and making it sound like it's like the first well thought like, out, uh, natural. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I I've even written uh, some, and then they do some funny stuff. I remember uh, one of our anchors. Uh, they were talking about, uh, oh, God, she is so funny because whenever she has to ad lib, something bad is coming out of her mouth on air. <laughs> and so there was one time, twice, twice I was running cameras. Uh, I wasn't in the control room. I was running cameras. And one time uh, she was throwing it to uh, uh, weather and uh, they were talking about the heat wave or something like that. And she goes, yeah, well. You know, it may be 90 degrees out, but it's always 69 in my bedroom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Fantastic. Everybody is just Fantastic. staring at her like, uh... And then another one, They we just did a puff piece, uh national puff piece that came from CNN, oddly, um, about a uh, three-legged dog that won some sort of race or something like that. And uh, she throws it to sports and goes... Um, I don't remember our sports guy's name, so I'm going to say Ryan. So, Ryan, uh, do you have three legs? And then it cuts straight to him staring at the camera going. And literally his reaction is, I don't know what to say right now, so we're going to go to commercial. (laughs) That's awesome. And here I am behind the camera trying not to laugh because I can't make a noise. Right. (laughs) So I'm... I am doing everything I can. My face is turning beet red, waiting for commercial to come. No kidding. Good Lord. All right. Ah, so we're all in agreement. Biden has no idea what he's talking about. Biden believes that we're all against him. And, uh, well, basically what it is, is we're we're walking into the Imperial I think he thinks, and I think this might be a Democrat strategy. I think they think that they're going to win in November based on division. Based on division, saying if you you agree with Trump, you're evil. Don't agree with Trump. Putting that false dichotomy in there. I just think that that's a very, I mean, look, I'm I'm happy that they're doing it just for the sake that I think they're they're really shooting themselves in the feet by doing this. But, you know, let them have it and let them figure it out. Yeah, yeah. What is it that 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 incumbent governor for Florida that's running against DeSantis tells everybody, if you want to vote for DeSantis, don't vote for me. I don't want your that hate in the I'm like, huh? That's stupid. That's that's really not going to go well. That's and even psychologically. That doesn't make sense. Like people see through that. Uh, there are there are tactics that you can use to get people to do just that, but not by going directly out and saying it like that, you know, you, you should be, you should have a little bit of candor. I think, uh, when you are, I think think these, I think the Democrats of this time that are running are literally spiraling because they have no idea what to run on because the country's falling apart and they know it's their party's fault but they're trying to spin something. So it's, yeah, they're it's out entertaining options. to watch. I mean, 
look at California at the moment. California, what? Their energy grid's in the toilet because they just came out just the other day saying, please don't charge your electric car. Our grid can't handle it. Oh, and that's have right. your air conditioning at, yeah. at 79 degrees or higher. And I'm like, who the hell fucking has their air conditioner at 79 degrees? That's right. Summer? Yeah. yeah, that's so, crazy. Um, oh, my wife just joined us. So we've got a fourth here. You won't see oh. her on camera, though, because I don't have two cameras. But, <laughs> I did uh, want to. His wife is in the nursing field. And I wanted to talk about the Minnesota nursing strike that's coming up. That's there's 16 hospitals in Minnesota totaling 15,000 medical staff that are unionized and they're all walking out mm. from the 12th, 13th and 14th. They had to do a 10 day request for a, a three day strike. And I'm like, cause my wife's in the medical field and I, and I've already gotten her opinion on it. She goes good for them. Cause Having to care for one person, have to care for eight to ten people a day is more than a nurse should take. I always ahead. thought that eight was like the max. Isn't is this a result of the vaccine mandates? Like the reason that we have um, the, the so so little nursing staff? No. Yes, yes, because a lot of the hospitals were forcing the vaccine mandate right and a lot of people just didn't want to and that is their choice and sure because they went into it, private practice right were, mm -hmm, and a lot of people were forced to resign so those that stayed were were left to bite the bullet yeah. on that yep. and um, real quick uh can you guys hear kelly no. no, it sounds like she's in the room, but it doesn't sound like she's on. Yeah, she's coming <laughs> on your microphone, not her. That makes sense. Oh, there you are. There oh, we yeah. go. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hello. I don't know you. You are Drew. Hi, Drew. I'm Drew. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Drew, Drew is our guest for tonight. Um, ah, congratulations. Thank you. I'm, what do we have from Johnny? <laughs> Wait, we don't have a Johnny. Shit. We have a Ryan. No, we yeah, do not have a Johnny. Right. Not yet. Hopefully uh, that's not time. trademarked. Uh, should, that's copywritten in a different show. Yeah. We're commentary. Uh, we get uh, uh, protection anyway for most things. It's parody. No, comedy. I know. I or know. commentary. <laughs> commentary. Yeah. So we get fair use I protection. Mean, par over most parody things. is psycho sick, and they do enough parody songs. Yeah, I know. Parody um, is what I do with my news. Fair enough. Oh, I, I love your news captions Whenever because every time I'm sitting there trying to come up with stuff and sometimes you'll talk about some of the things I put on the show notes and you'll make a, a, a funny comment about it. I'm like, that's what I put on my show note. That's <laughs> awesome. I won't lie. <laughs> I won't lie. I is like, it, that is, is it bad? So not so much of our news, but so much of our clips and stuff now come from TikTok. Just because it gets very, but the thing is, because they're a minute to two minutes long most of the time, yeah. it's it's easy. Everybody's it's easy on that platform. Exactly. It's easy to Everyone, grab and throw it in. Everyone's on it. And, uh, you know, it's um, it's easy to get the sound bites to where other things you're searching through a 15, 20, 30 minute to try to find a, you know, 30 second sot. 
to where on TikTok I can just say, oh, here's the SOT, and then I hit the share, hit the download button. Yep, and everybody's clipping stuff already, so it's already in that digestible format. Right, exactly. That, and that's what's fantastic. So, Kelly, so, being that you work at a hospital, how do you – has your hospital ever talked about very similar of what's happening in Minnesota? Has that ever been discussed? Uh, not publicly. I'm sure a lot of the nurses are talking about it, but I haven't heard a lot, uh, I guess, uncomfortable situations. Right now, everything is still very stressful and high-intensity. Um not good working relationships sure. and it's just going downhill fast. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. My wife was my, so my wife is also in the medical field. So it's kind of funny that we have, all three have <laughs> wives. That are in the, my yeah. wife is a, she's a senior pharmacy tech at a, at a private pharmacy, but she used to work at a Walgreens. And when COVID first hit, she, you know, she wanted to do, she wanted to do pharmacy tech stuff. She wanted to fill and, you know, do all of that. But uh, with COVID and all of these contracts, uh, they were really forced into vaccinations. And so it went from uh, doing pharmaceuticals to like prioritizing vaccinations. And as much as, you know, and, and my wife didn't have a necessarily have a problem with if people wanted the vaccine, you know, it's their choice. That's that what they want to do. Um, but when when you don't provide additional bodies and you have an additional workflow item that you have to do. And it's already, it's, it, I mean, Wal I don't know if you guys have been in a Walgreens pharmacy lately, but they, people are just unhinged <laughs> like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in all of these pharmacies. They're all just unhinged. And so she was dealing with unhinged people and their medication and having to vaccinate people. And she finally, you know, thank God she was able to find a job at a private pharmacy and she's much happier now, but uh, it's, you know, the medical field in general is hurting because of what COVID has done to businesses, to the, you know, reprioritization of, uh, of what healthcare means. I mean, it's just, it's really weird, man. Very well, weird. I mean, it's just not the medical field itself. I know on instance like Medicare and Medicaid, they're prior prioritizing their business by their demands. So if you're not willing to meet their demands, they're not going to front bills. And it, there's a lot of people that depend on Medicaid and Medicare. And it's like, wh what do you do about that? That's, I think that was politicized even more because and, and yet we still want to give the government more more control more <laughs> like control, more power we see how bad everything that the government touches turns into we want to just keep giving them more control it's ridiculous i mean with the cdc finally uh retracting a lot of their uh oops and and thank thank you for uh youtube for uh, updating their terms and policies about how the CDC guidelines were. Um, True. I just read that strike for that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't um, we get a strike last year because of uh, we were talking about the vaccine. medical misinformation, the medical misinformation. We were, That's right. So this is our second. We were one. talking about Joe Rogan's when he got. Oh yeah. COVID. We, were we, we were talking about ivermectin. My aunt is a PA and she actually prescribes people ivermectin that want it. And everyone's like, 
because I got into an argument with our old co-host, Andy. God love him. Because he's like, oh, you're giving them. No, there are two forms of ivermectin. One is for animals and one is for people. Take the people version. Just like animals can take, you know, different anti-anxiety medicines too. It's not uh, some, their physiology and some, for some animals is very similar to humans when it comes to different medicines like Benadryls and, you know. That's right. I Didn't we you, have to I, give I, our I, dog uh, Benadryl at one point? Uh, and they said to give him, uh, this was when we had Axel uh, for itching. And they said to give him like four or five Benadryl tablets. And I'm thinking, this is a hundred pound dog. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but their physiology is different. Right. So it, yeah. They metabolize it differently. My, my one dog uh, was so hyperactive. I thought about giving her weed to to calm her down and... i tried that with one of with my dog too it didn't work <laughs> well they make, they make doggy week now they yeah. make doggy well, week now and i'm like i my, thought about buying it and i'm like my my dog uh it? licked up some uh um can of butter i made uh so i was taking it from the cooker you know putting it in and oh, stuff no. it dripped on the floor and the dog was lapping it up and i'm like oh, oh no did it affect? Because my dog, I gave him a t- gave her a tincture for a storm, and it, she just was still a mess. It didn't do anything. No, it. She like, cause she had a quite a bit. I mean, I made it strong, but uh, she kind of stared off for a little bit. About an hour later, all of a sudden, <laughs> I see her just kind of like you know staring at me, and then a little bit after that, she was taking a nap. Um. So, all right, but we got Kelly here. Uh, give. Talk about uh, the medical field. So what do you know anything that's happening out there with the nurses or what's going on? Uh, Well, actually, you just mentioned it earlier today and I've heard about it, but I didn't actually know how much was involved. But I mean, honestly, this is nothing new. They there have been strikes. I mean, even at the beginning of COVID, you look at for safety measures, um, trying to push through the Healthcare Safety Act um, against for medical workers because people have been assaulted and killed and, you know, vice versa. Well, between well, I know the, their coworkers the, and their patients, but for the strikes well, the recently, for, go ahead. Yeah. The, the demands from the nurses right now are pay increases, uh, less, I guess, less care in a sense, like where less responsibility. Um, they're responsible for, yeah. Um, like and more security be, guards. Be careful how you say that, because less responsibility <laughs> is negative. I mean, yeah, no, that makes no, sense. No, I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate to right there. Sure, <laughs> right. Sorry. So, more so they're to not a in, unit. So it's not one nurse to twenty patients. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I think they want like a one to like six ratio, one to eight ratio. Um, like, but they're like also asking ratio? for more sec- a doable ratio. And more security guards. And I'm like, wow. And then you just mentioned it. Like, are, like, the patients attacking the nurses, Kelly? Is that what's going on? Uh, Yeah, I think in previous podcasts we've talked about that, where I've mentioned that patients have attacked each other. Patients have attacked the staff. Um, Staff has attacked the staff. Um, There has actually been shootings and homicides. suicide homicides if you go back um one of the gals i always kind of look to for that information 
credible information is you can find her on TikTok and Instagram. It's the nurse Erica. And yeah, she this is goes where I, back. This is how I found the story. She goes back. She's the one that announced lot. this. And it's it's nuts. I mean, yeah, COVID did a number on us, but right now, as far as the va- vaccinations, that really set a lot of people off because yeah, you can get exception exemptions. You know, not a big deal. There are a lot of nursing staff that, you know, believe in, yes, I'm doing this for the greater good. And that's okay. You put into what you you have your body, your choice. Um, you should not force that choice on anybody else. You get an exemption for that. Or if you don't like it, you can find another job. It sucks. But I mean, those are the choices. Um, or you can also retire and whatnot. But right now it's uh, managerial gaslighting. Um, mm. hospitals are now no longer hospitals, they're businesses because of reimbursement and money. Um, people are losing money left and right. And so, um, it's staff shortages, uh, wage cuts. Um, a lot of the nurses are really pissed because, uh, example, our hospital got COVID money and we were all given like retention bonuses. But then they retracted it for almost half of our nurses in our hospital because they were, quote unquote, under contract with the union. And therefore, they fell under something different. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And then as far as these. So there's a couple currently going on. So the one that um, the nurse Erica had recently mentioned was a the Minnesota one. Reno, Nevada, I guess, is having one. in their state, like the nurse ratio, um, I'm trying to think what exactly it's called. It's like mandated patient ratio, staffing ratio, something to nurses. And um, not every state has specific minimums or maximums set in place. So I think you have to look that up by state. Mm. Reno, Nevada, or Nevada does not. So then the hospital gets to choose what they think is appropriate staffing. Mm. And I think there was an issue with, um, you know, their ratio was like their normal ratio is one to four, but they were getting up to one to five and the nurses refused to clock in. And you think one to five is not bad. So I guess the best way I can describe it, and this is kind of on the fly because I'm really bad at preparing and, you know, I just found out about this. So I we won't judge you. Oh, thank you. Um, But Mm. when you send your kid to school. You think about your class sizes, right? Why? Because What's of the, the point of class the sizes? amount of attention that you can give to the students. You got it. So what is a good ratio that you want your student, your child, your loved one, right. whether it be a pediatrician, pediatric, you know, child or, you know, someone in college, they're kind of adult. They can kind of take care of themselves. But as far as your child, someone that you want to have looked after in a safe place that you assume is safe. Yeah. What is a good ratio for you? The less, the better. In the my less, opinion. the better. 15 to one. Yeah. Yeah. 50 to one maybe might be about the max I'd, I'd say. Okay. Now what about special needs classes? That's yeah. That's a whole, I'd say one teacher per eight students. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. one to five, something like that. Yeah. Because... I mean, definitely lower than a normal class size than like yeah. a typical yeah. class size. But or why, even, but or why even, is that? Or because even when they're younger. More individualized care. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So now you think about you have a range for, you know, any hospital, whether you have a pediatric unit or an adult unit, 
those people may or may not be able to take care of themselves, whether they're mentally or they just have a physical issue because of surgery or they are, they're older and they can't take care of themselves. So you're thinking, okay, one to eight, you know, it's not a special needs classroom, but this person has a rectal bleed. They're 80 years old. They can't move. They haven't been turned. They've got bed sores. They came from a home. Their blood work hasn't been drawn. They don't have new IVs, so everything is hemolyzed. Their IVs don't work. They have bad veins because guess what? They're bleeding somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that yep. nurse has five other patients to take care of, and they don't have a CNA that can round on that patient and take vitals because CNAs can only do so much. Mm. Patient safety yeah. techs can only do so much. So then if you have this 80-year-old who's rectally bleeding that can't move on their own but it has dementia, or Alzheimer's or has a sundowner syndrome and they turn violent towards the end of the night when you're switching shift, you don't know if that patient's going to have the mentality to try and get out of bed and fall and break their hip or hit their head and have a head bleed because mm -hmm. they're bleeding somewhere. They might be on a blood thinner. So you don't know. Hopefully they turned off the blood thinners, but then you might have new nursing staff because you had to hire new nursing staff because all your staff is leaving and they don't have the experience, but they're right. willing to be a travel person and get paid 80 bucks an hour. I was going to say, but you're my, not going to pay your own that, staff that my wife has that issue at her nursing home where like she's paid at one wage. And then we get all this, she gets all these travel agencies that are being paid yeah. $40, $50 an hour. And they sit at the desk and bullshit and just walk around. And it's yep. like, why, why, so what is why the, even go to work? <laughs> What is exactly. the future state of this then? If let's say if this doesn't resolve, if they can't come to some sort of agreement and fix the problems, what what do you see in your professional opinion? It's uh, going to break down. And what does that mean? What does that look like to you, though? That's what like, I'm. What does it look about. like to us as? Well, yeah. What does what does that look like to everybody else when it comes to like hospital care and medical care? Well, I think a lot of it is going well. Well, let me, it's hard to it's hard opinion. to think about it, but sure. it, the way that what it's going to happen is it is going to get so bad that at the first sign of any hope, people are going to jump at it and be like, "Oh my God, this is a relief! This is so much better!" And it's going to be socialized healthcare. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, so that's so I, I think ultimately when you talk about uh, the nursing staff in one to eight. If I remember correctly, especially during the height of COVID, when you had all these hospitals saying we're at capacity and we're at this, it's not that they're actually, you know, maybe they have 100 beds or 200 beds. It's not that they don't have enough beds. It's that they don't have the staff. But right. they will not detail that in an answer. They will say we're at capacity. So another example is... So they have the beds, they have the room, they have the resources. They just... Laid they, off they or people the quit. They don't have all the resources, so, but they do have the physical beds. It's just that they are empty because there is no one to staff the patients that go in those beds. So how do we get to if if we can't find the staffing now, how does how will socialized healthcare fix that problem? Because there's still the lack of staff, right? There's still the lack of staff, but I think a lot of people will would feel better. I don't know 
You know, that's a good question. I didn't think about well, that. Do you, do you think about, it might be, well, I was going to say, what about like privatized healthcare? Do you think that if there's a an opening now for these nurses and doctors to begin starting like uh, home mm-hmm. care and, you know, other privatized health stuff? I think that's honestly going to suffer because mm. you're going to end up having doctor. You're. This is the thing about healthcare. It's a business and the insurance runs the business. Right. Yeah. So the insurances are not going to be covering that private doctor or the private doctor is only going to be doing certain things to make the most amount of money. Maybe we get rid of insurance. Mm, that would be nice. Yeah, that um, would be great, huh? It that would be, be. It, it, there's good things about it, but right now the they have gotten so, they've gotten so ridiculously terrible right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like but what I, you said about um, socialized healthcare, that's my fear is that right now, this, uh, they're insurance. gonna be. They're gonna get people put in place. But well, certain on. areas like California. Well, hold on. Okay. So, if uh, if right now the hospitals are basically paid and ran by the insurance, the insurance tells the doctors what tests to take and what you know. Um, that depends because when you are in a hospital, honestly, a doctor can order anything and then you find out if insurance covers it. Okay. Right. Because a pre-auth is usually the only thing that happens outside of a hospital when it's a primary care physician. I was going to say, for my experience with insurance, I have to go through and do all these stupid pre-auths before I can actually yep. get what the doctor tells me I need. So what if... But, um, but what my question is, though, is is if we go to a socialized healthcare, wouldn't things get worse? Because now you have bureaucrats saying the hospital gets X amount of money a year. You know, say you get, you know, two and a half million dollars a year. And that is to cover all expenses. You can't say I'm going to hire more people when you have this finite amount of money now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that happened. Um, I think Obama had done something with some of the hospital kickbacks that they would get. Um, I know one of them, it's not specifically HCAPS, but um, HCAPS, um, their hospital health scores. If this hospital itself scores so high, it gets so much money reimbursed to them, which yeah. fudge the numbers. Obviously, you want to give it out to every patient, but you only want to give it out to the patients that are happy with their experience. Mm, And that's not true. And I, I disagree with that. You got to have the whole shish kebab. Well, can I ask how you've been in the medical, you've been in the medical field for a while. Um, Traveling nurses became a really big thing only really during COVID. Cause I really didn't hear much about the agency nurses all prior to that as much as they are now. What if we limited or capped how many traveling agencies they're allowed to actually have. Wouldn't that kind of help in a sense? Um, you mean capping how many nurses the agencies can have or how many the hospital can actually bring in? Yeah, how many hospital how many can the hospital can actually bring in? Um, that's going to be a hard sell because that's going to be up to the hospital themselves. So if they want to spend the money and not have, um, support, I think part of it is burnout and then just, um, how people are feeling about that specific workplace. Because if you have six month turnover regularly, you know, it's, it's not going to be this, oh, I've been here since the beginning and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. No one has time to really measure uh... 
schooling the good too, against the bad. The schooling for nurses, because I've seen uh, friends of ours that are in school and they've been waiting for two years to do their clinicals. That's because of staffing. They got rid of a lot of extracurricular programs because they didn't have the money to have the teachers stay on site. Um, the licensing guidelines changed because um, I think there is a college around here. The college, you know, wanted the vaccinations, allowed the va uh, the exemptions and whatnot. However, a portion of the hospital, different pro um, different, um, I guess, subsidiary, um, even though it was affiliated with the school, um, dropped the ball on something. And uh, the students are in a holding pattern because they required X, Y, and Z, whereas the school only required B and C. Like, completely did not match up. They really screwed it up. And I don't think it's necessarily, um, I, I think it's happening in more than, than this area. But I have not heard how, how widespread it is. So let me ask this, what is stopping, let's say I'm a doctor that is, you know, works at a hospital and I just decide I'm going to go move to a, a, a smaller town, open up my own practice and then begin to uh, treat people in, you know, not necessarily reliant upon insurance, but, you know, going back to the older, like I think Ryan said barter system, but uh, where, you know, we're paying, we're paying the doctor, you know, a, a certain fee for a checkup or whatever, a certain fee for blood work, whatever it is, but what's preventing doctors from privatizing to do that on their own? And the same with like PRNs or any other, uh, you know, nurse type person, what, what would be the, the hesitation there? So if you are a doctor and you want to privatize, how many other doctors are going to be on board with you? So you you would have to do it. You're saying you'd have to do it in like a medical group. You couldn't just be. There. No, like, I'm I'm saying, are you thinking of just you being as a singular doctor pulling this off? So you're willing not to have vacations, and how much time are you going to be on call and for your well, patients sure. I reaching mean, out for stats? And you probably would want to like partner with yeah. some folks, and you'd probably want to at least like one, maybe two other doctors, and then maybe like a handful of nurses. And to how have many like patients are you going to take? I mean, yeah, I don't know what the limitations would be. I'm just, I'm just thinking it's, like, how yeah. do we break out of this system that is clearly yeah. broken and corrupted? What's oh, yeah. interesting, oh, yeah. Ryan, you're the Google master. See if you can find, I want to say it was maybe about 2010-ish. Uh, there was a, um, a system uh, um, in Chicago that a bunch of doctors and staff got together and said, we're going to not take insurance, but we're going to be subscription-based, meaning mm. you pay every month to be mm -hmm. kind of like uh, going to a health club. You know, you pay mm -hmm. a monthly subscription yeah. and you can come here as much as you want. You can get the test. I you don't... think that was a conversation. I don't think it actually went through. But no, yeah, it I went through, remember. I remember, because they got sued by the insurance companies and lost. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I can't remember the name yeah. of them, but jeez, man, yeah, this guess, whole, it's it, so corrupt. Yeah. I think yeah. in response to, you know, the questions it's, it's, I'm playing kind of devil's advocate because yeah. if you're one singular physician and you know, how much is going to be that cost for a private practice when you're the only one heading it up right now, right. you don't have any backup, but are you only going to take 15 patients of you all your personally? Because right. those 15 patients 
out of 150 might not need you very often. So then where's your money coming from? Even if you do do a monthly thing. I mean, I think we had a doctor out in Oregon that uh, wanted to do that. I think they did. But I mean, if you're a physician, you really need a strong group oh, to got, go into. He got slapped because yeah. uh, he refused to take the uh, Oregon health plan, yeah. which is essentially Medicare. Um, mm. And uh, the reason he wanted to stop taking that is because uh, they tied his hands. Well, he said that he lost $10 for every patient. Yeah. So by the time he paid his staff for the time that they were there and tests and anything like that, uh, they wow. they capped what he was allowed to make. So he actually preferred because I remember there was a time that uh, we didn't uh, have insurance. Yeah. When uh, I was transitioning, and I left my job with uh, the newspaper mm. and um, it was nice. I go to him and it was a hundred dollar flat fee. A hundred dollars I give him. He checks me over, you know, whatever my problem is, uh, runs whatever tests he uh, can do in-house, um, all of that, $100 covered it all. And wow. he wanted to do that Got for it. everybody, but, yep. the, uh, but the Oregon Health Plan would not allow him to do it. In wow. order to take any insurance, he had to take the Oregon Health Plan. And anybody that already has insurance he wasn't allowed because of law or something like that to not take their insurance. Yep. So they've tied another, everybody's hands on purpose. Yeah. I think a lot of, um, Oh, now I just lost my train of thought. Oh, crap. Oh. And the other thing is too. So, you know, a hundred dollars to us, when you say, you know, that it's, you know, really good a hundred dollars a month for your doctor for everything. That sounds really good. That's another thing is right now people don't want to work. People are lazy. People don't want to yes. spend their money on stuff. People are going delinquent on whatever they have. They, the yeah. cash in their pocket is not something, you know, going to the hospital. So this is a significant issue <laughs> that I'm seeing because people, when you go to urgent care, you usually pay a copay, right? Yeah. When you go to the emergency room, do you remember if you've ever had to pay a copay recently in the last two years? I was in the military, so I never really had to deal with ah, any of that stuff. I well, a, thank you for your service, but yeah. dang, that's that's lucky you didn't have to deal with that. I have no, a friend I mean, that I have a friend that I about went off on because he does have uh, Medicare, Medicare or Medicaid. Which one's the one that's not for older people? Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's Medicaid. Medi I think Medicaid hey, is the Medicaid. older people one. Oh, it is. I don't know. I think okay. so. I'm not old. I don't know. Um, it's one of the <laughs> but either way, the, go the government. Jamie, wants... look it up, Jamie. Come on. <laughs> don't you have uh, a Jamie? We need a Jamie. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, um, but he was telling me that uh, um, he doesn't go to uh, the ready care because he has to pay a copay even with that. Mm -hmm. He goes to the ER. Yep. Because all ER visits are covered 100%. Mm -hmm. oh, regardless wow. of what they are yep is that for most plans most insurance plans i don't know it's probably just whatever his is oh okay yeah but my, i know it's... my state insurance i i work since i work for the state our insurance plan is very similar to that if you go to the hospital and you get admitted for one night a hundred percent of the bill is paid by the insurance i yep. pay nothing um yep. it's 
you know, it's but something. Yeah. But it's, a, it's it, a good and bad thing. If but you're... then think about this. Um, so my migraines, um, I have to get, or I was, I should get, I haven't been getting them, uh, injections into my head, um, anti-inflammatory injections. They have to put me out or they put me in the twilight, they call it. And then they go in with a X-ray and, uh, put it between the vertebrae. Um, Mm. my insurance will not pay for it Mm. because it's not considered necessary. So I would have to, the reason I stopped getting it is because they wanted $2,000 up front. And then I had to go back to the insurance to get reimbursed. And the one time we did that, they didn't reimburse us. Eesh. Yeah. So, I mean, because again, they said, what they pulled off all this stuff. Like it wasn't necessary. You didn't follow protocol. You didn't. It's like, this works. This is something that they did that works. I'm supposed to get it every couple months. Well, when it's coming out of your pocket, $2,000 every two months or three months. Oh, yeah, no. that I, You'll deal with the migraines. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, it wasn't Chicago. It was California. They had a $70 a month plan uh, for their discounted <laughs> health plan for their hospital. And... It didn't last long. Yeah. Well, that's because California bills you for everything. So mm. they probably pissed because they are losing money. Well, from what oh, I yeah. remember, so from what I re- no, from what I remember, they got sued by the insurance company. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Because they weren't well, no, yeah, because because they weren't uh billing the insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nope. it's all bullshit. You know, uh, the amount of people the amount of people that we have in this country that are already like so reliant on the medical system and they're so i mean we just have a lot of hypochondriacs and it's already bad enough the way that it is but can you imagine socialized healthcare when you can just walk in off the street any hypochondriac on their own could just go in for anything that they like oh i'm dying today because i stubbed my toe and the amount of time that you have people don't realize like the military healthcare is like socialized medicine yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is that's what I've dealt with for 20 years. Now, yes, it's great that I don't pay a dime there. Yeah, I didn't pay a dime back then when I if no matter what, I could go get seen for literally anything and I wouldn't pay for it. But the amount of time that you would have to wait yeah. and the amount of triaging that goes into like it's so ridiculous that I would just I'd rather go out in town to an urgent care place because at least right. I know there's going to be less people waiting in line. It's the, that's uh, why they come to us. That's that, why they come to the U.S. for procedures. They say, I got cash in hand. I got money. Take my yeah. money. That's why Canadians well, travel to us, Canada. internationals. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, they come to us. The it, only reason we go to other places is for cheap-ass Botox and tummy tucks. Or or like my, <laughs> I took my wife to Mexico to get a to get two crowns because we were poor back when I was only yeah. five, five or ten years in the Navy. Yeah. So we drove down to Mexico from Texas so that she could get two crowns for 25 bucks each. Yep. But that's her mouth. the thing is those doctors <laughs> may still be just as good as anybody oh, yeah. else in the States. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's just, they don't my, blow out the, you, they don't build the shit out of you. Well, my, my uh, mom, yeah, before exactly. she passed away, she went to Mexico and had her whole top teeth all redone. Oh yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah you could get for a thousand dollars Yep, for a thousand dollars. And I was like, are you fucking joking me? 
Well, I was like, this is some bullshit. Dude, I yeah. would get my teeth removed. Are you kidding me? For a thousand bucks, if I would, I'd, get, I'd get them all ripped out. Get veneers, beautiful white teeth that I don't have to worry about, like, oh, yeah. causing me pain. I would do yeah. it. The oh, thing, I, the I, thing I, with uh, with uh, socialized medicine or any of that, though, and you're seeing that in other countries. You're seeing it in Canada. Like Kelly said, we actually get people from Canada coming into Michigan for procedures because they're waiting so they long. They don't want to wait. Yeah. They right? want to live. Is so long. And uh, and it's because it's the, the trifecta that everyone talks about. You can have something. You can have two out of the three. It can either be cheap, it can be fast, or it can be done well. You can yep. have two out of the three. You can have it cheap and done My well, question but it is, may I not wonder be if fast. people from I wonder if people from Canada bypass the United States and go straight to Mexico for their dental work. Oh, I wouldn't doubt I it. Wonder. Yeah. That's a hell of a drive Good though. Good for them. <laughs> but you know what? If they got the money and the time, cheaper, cheaper that's fine. and time and less time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I mean, overall right now with, with gas. <laughs> yeah, with gas oh, yeah. now, who knows? Yeah, the flights. Just get but, Kylie uh, Jenner's jet. She'll fly um, anywhere. <laughs> there yeah. we go. But no, besides uh, that, I mean, just randomly talking about the co-pays between urgent cares, ready meds, and whatnot, where you got to pay something out of pocket right there versus ER, mm -hmm. it's inundating the ER. And uh, I was going to say, I sent, I had to crop a couple things out, but I've got a couple things with dates on them that I sent for Jay, sent to Jay that he can post on. But uh it's affecting so yeah of course we're short staffed so our emergency room obviously is short staffed on different days and whatnot and there the wait times for some of these um emergency room visits and the times that these doctors put requests in for the patients to go to the floors is insane now this does not happen every day but especially on the days that they're short staffed these patients are waiting a while they're the waiting room patients are waiting forever um they leave ama um and the other sad thing is we had a, a spot it's been better but there were a couple of times where they didn't have enough nursing staff to watch these patients so when ambulances and emts and paramedics brought the patients in they actually had to stay with the patients because they were so unstable and they didn't have a nurse to watch over them so they'd be sitting in the hallways mm. on these patient stretchers with their patients not on the road answering other calls that's a glorified that's babysitter i mean granted they're still going to take care of you but that is not their scope i'm sure they're probably not super happy about it yeah i have and no idea are we looking so, at like 13 hours that's 13 hours and 37 minutes the red dot and the blue dot are both requests for transfer and requests for inpatient bed so wow. this was August 30th in the emergency room. Um, the bottom, uh, the bottom ones, oops, sorry. You've got 17 hours and 40 minutes, 17 hours and three minutes. These are all patients that the doctor has requested to be admitted to an wow. inpatient floor. And then there's, there's a couple other ones, but um, you know, they don't have nursing staff on the floor to take these patients. That's why they're waiting so long. They don't have the beds available. I say beds available. They don't have the nursing body to watch this available bed for this patient. So where are they wait? Like are they are they waiting, waiting in the emergency room for they seventeen hours. Bed. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. There's actually another one up here. 
That's nuts. Uh, if Jason gets in there. So there's five hours, 18 hours, 15 hours, 17 hours, 15, 14, 14, over five and a half, you know, six hours. There's another one. There's another one. Keep going. Oh, uh, those are the ones you sent me. Oh, that's just horrible. I thought I, I thought I sent you more, but uh... and it's not even it's not even just the ERs either. Like for for example, oh, there's this I I hate going to the doctor. Admittedly, I, I don't like to go. I probably need to go more often than I do, but I go to. I just try to get an appointment for a checkup with my primary doctor here now, and mm -hmm. I had to wait almost a month just to be seen for blood work. Yeah, because at that point in time, you're not stat. So, right. I mean, they try and fit you in the schedule as best as they can, but they're being in, inundated by their patients. They have oh doctors that are leaving. Yep. They have doctors that are going on vacation. And so they're taking on that patient load. Um, so another, gosh, now I lost my train of thought again. I'm really good at this. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating the doctors. They're in turn short with the nursing staff. The nursing staff is not happy. They're trying to discharge this patient upstairs, you know, transfer to an inpatient bed. I've had multiple times where I've looked on our board, on our ER board, and it says uh, refuse to take report or report attempted because there's no one to take report or they refuse to take the report. That's not the nurse. So this is another one that I sent Jay. Um, is that they can see that? Yeah, I don't know if I can zoom in. Rectal, okay. wait. So is this is something 61 that... 61 minutes? No, that's 61 hours. Of a rectal bleed? Yep. This patient came for a it's rectal bleed. three days. 61 I, I, hours I, I, I they wanna... were in the emergency room. And you see down here, what? I said 30. So there's actually two pictures of this. So this one, so this little red dot here, can you hover over okay. that red dot? So the red dot with the little white arrow, that's the second bed request that this doctor put in. He put it in 32 hours ago. The first red dot was, um, you've got another picture, but let me see if I can find it so you don't yeah. have to. Do I, have I wonder, I wonder yeah. if the if the patient nope. laid on his belly with his ass in the air the whole time to make no. the bleeding a little bit easier. You know, if they oh. in, if they enforced him to do that, he probably didn't because there wasn't enough staff to watch him. So um, the first red dot in that line, uh, so we've got um, the, yep, there you go. The original transfer request was 53 hours. And then the doctor put in another request at 32 hours. I mean, these patients aren't, you know, so this patient would be relatively, you know, maybe not necessarily critical. They can be talking, probably not walking, but this is a person sure. that would have IVs. They would have blood transfusions. So this is a patient that really needs, you know, that one to four contact or one to three contact with a nurse, you know, especially if something happens and that bleed starts to get uncontrollable, there's a big problem. So then that nurse, you know, that should possibly even be a one-to-one -one depending on how bad that rectal bleed was. But for 61 hours, say, it probably they, wasn't too bad, but still, that's besides the point. Something like that, you think you'd, you'd want someone camped in there with them. Well, you don't necessarily, depending on the status of the patient, yes, absolutely. If it wasn't, if it, the patient was halfway stable and decent and not combative or anything and pretty compliant about pushing their button, the thing is, though, when that patient puts their button, when they really need something, is there someone going to be able to answer it really quick? 
So, wow. and I think another one was, um, you know, there was, uh, oh, I think now I got to think I'm looking through my pictures. Oh, I think I, think I sent it fantastic. to you too. I know I'm now I'm trying to get my words together too. There was another one, um, that was very, um, short it's this transfer one august 15th i don't know you might have to scroll through them again that one this one doesn't tell you specifically what the patient is in here for but this patient had a request in to be an inpatient status it was requested 89 hours ago 89 so that's over a weekend so if that patient came on on, on a thursday or a friday guess what they're still in the freaking er monday this is our staffing shortage. That's insane. We have a staffing shortage in-house. We have one of our floors. One of the wings of our floors was supposed to open in June. It never opened because there's no staff. Because they don't have money so, to staff it. They don't have the personnel to staff it. They're not giving incentive to make make it look pretty to people to have people come in. We have an, a neuro ICU unit. A neuro ICU. So ICU, intensive care unit, critical unit, our neuro ICU unit that has, you know, that's head trauma, any kind of brain bleeds, whatever, you know, serious, more, you know, very difficult stuff has been closed for eight months at least because wow. they cannot staff it. Uh, our hospital is a 400 bed hospital. And we are censusing patients, maybe about a, a good day for a census, a patient census is 250 patients in house. That's less so I know California, than half, maybe. So wow. I know California and New York did this at one time where they requested the National Guard for assistance. What is it? Are we going to end up having to see this nationally where all the National Guard members have to go to hospitals? Is the hard part with something... that is they is the governor has to uh, make a state of emergency in order to call in the National Guard. Well, and there's not an unlimited resource of National Guardsmen either. Right. Like yeah. You're only right. going to get yeah. so much. And yeah. not all National Guard are medically trained. Yeah. No, that, yeah, I would say most are not. <laughs> yeah. Hence the, pick up with, hence the pickup with the travel agencies. But the thing is, mm. you still want to retain the staff that you have. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, give them a bone, man. I mean, they're... There, a lot of it is burnout. Well, it's burnout. They're tired. They're traumatized. And they know they're not going to have backup when they go there. So, know, I mean, it's like, well, I, they're going to retire. They're going to find something else to do. I don't know if this is a good idea. Probably not. Because it means more government, more spending. But one thing I do remember. So, when I joined uh, law enforcement, the reason I was able to join and get hired in uh, on a contract, uh, basically part-time, is a bunch of us were hired part-time because from the bill, from the 9-11 bill, they sent out a bunch of money to police departments for the only thing they were allowed to do with that was hire police officers. That was it. Mm -hmm. And so our police department hired a bunch of police officers. Now, five years later, the money ran out and they laid everyone off. Well, but, I think I understand where Kelly's at is even if the money's there, I think the nurses are just tired because they've been told not to leave their hospital. They have to stay. They're on these 12-hour rotations. Overworked. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and the 
the Go money ahead. the money can be there all you want, but when you haven't been home to decompress as well, much as you should. But that was it, my thought. It, it, is like is fuck the money. The money I, that... I'm, I'd rather go flip burgers for McDonald's for twenty dollars an hour. But um, that was the thing: is hire that hire hire more nurses specifically, and this money has to go. It cannot be used for anything else. Although yeah. money is fun. The problem is money. Yeah, I was gonna say the problem is money is fungible. Yeah. Meaning there's always a way of working around it. Like, you know, hey, this is supposed to go towards paying nurses a bonus for COVID, (laughs) but instead we're going to put a new extension on the building. We got a new parking lot paved, um, and we got some new fancy lights in the OR, um, and I think we got some new technology updated in uh, uh, some of our uh, computerware systems. But everything is breaking now, and they don't have money to fix it. (laughs) Well, like I said, that's why... Mm-hmm. That's why I say I don't think it's a great thing, but I know, like I say, when I got hired in law enforcement, it was because of this 9-11 bill. We need honest man. That, you know, yeah. they they went out and they said, hey, we got all this money to hire new officers. We're going to hire, you know, rather than hire, I think it was they could hire like five full-time officers or we could hire 11 part-time because we don't have to pay them benefits and all this stuff for 12 part-time. And that's what they did is they hired all us. And then that, that is the benefit of, of, of the traveling. They don't get insurance benefits from the employer. That's why they're getting paid a higher wage. But like Kelly said, that you're getting all this new equipment from all the COVID money. My wife's employer took the COVID money because the building that they were in wasn't going to pass any more inspections. They weren't <laughs> grandfathering the old yep. building in. So they, took the COVID money plus the money that they had and had a brand new building built. They've already had to shut down one wing and they have under enough staff that they may close in the next year because they don't have enough people there to pay the bills. Yep. And it's like, wow, you get a new building in a year and it closes. Fantastic. That's, a, yep. that, that's similar to what <laughs> happened. I remember uh, when I got hired in, once the money ran out, and all of a sudden, the city's like, "Wait, we got to pay these officers now." Then they started laying us off, and it it was it wasn't like we all got laid off at the same time. It was like a um, a survivor, like people were stabbing each other in the backs, and uh, actually, <laughs> doing I think, everything to save their own job by throwing another person under the bus. I think you guys. I mean, again, it was it was bad management because, from what I recall, of you telling me was that as far as politics are concerned guess what these new hires well they're not at the higher rate that all the other guys are in that are in the union so we're gonna have you cover these shifts because we can afford to pay you cheaply that was which then causes animosity between the two groups there was so much animosity between the two and it's politics they were putting us in instead of paying overtime to another officer they were saying well we don't have to pay jason overtime because he's part-time and he's not going over. Yep. But then we also don't have to pay you benefits. So they're saving money. Right. And so this right now we have a dog eat dog rule. It, it's it, you're, you're chasing your own tail despite, you know, you have a dog food bowl in front of you. You just got to, you know, figure it the fuck out. But like um, our hospital right now, um, I think I had counted back, you know, we don't have a huge OR, but I'd say we had probably maybe about 50 staff members, you know, in its entirety 
I'm not sure that might be way over, but since December, we've had 17 people leave. And that includes nurses and techs, assists, you know, that's really limited a lot of our surgical capabilities, um, especially uh, availability for staff to the doctors themselves that are used to working with those doctors. Now they have new personnel that they are not happy with because it's not their team that they used to have. Um, we have, sorry, um, we have, um, the hospital doesn't have money to, you know, really afford to pay people. So they're doing what they call hospital convenience or HC. Um, and we've had personnel leave because they used to be an 80 hour person. Dude, man. Well, I'm trying to set stuff <laughs> up. Sorry that you can hear this. <laughs> but if you really want me to stop talking, you don't, I don't have hear to be so... Else. So no, subtle. no. When I'm oh, setting okay. up videos, uh, when I'm setting up videos, uh, they oh, is play it playing in, in your background. That's okay. He's just setting. Have... He's setting me up to look like I'm having a mental break. You know, this is. Yeah. This that's is what husbands bullshit. do. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Really, we make we convince really our wives that they're it. crazy. We're mm -hmm. very good at it. Yes. Yes. So, um, the so, hospitals. See, that's right really loud. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So the hospitals are setting themselves up for failure, at least I think in this particular, you know, area, because they're each seeing people. These staff members are no longer 80 hours a week. They're not, they have to cash out all their PTO to make up for those hours to take home to their family, to support their family. There's no incentive for them to stay. They're going to leave. And people have. Oh, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, too, so, they're not age seeing by seniority. It's there's a lot of favoritism going on. It's a lot of political BS. People are not happy. And it's just, you know, so, medical, you know, manage it. Oh, yeah. You know, it'll get better. It'll get better. Or, you know, we just have to weather no, through well, it and stuff like that. And it's just, yeah, we've had a couple of different. We've had one employee forum because there's so many rumors going around and the CEO finally had to say, Oh, no, we're going to have an employee forum and stuff like that. And Oh, gotcha. Well, I wonder what yeah. the new United States is going to look like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, after this. Well, after the healthcare this system might be a little different. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I think with that, uh, let's get on to something. Well, uh, what's well, let's talk about what's going on in Mississippi. Speaking of uh, infrastructure failing, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, like uh, Flint, Michigan, has no water. Um, <laughs> the governor's water tank? Let me guess. Must, it's a democratic truck? city. Hmm. I'm no. sure. It's not? Wow. It's not. Color Jackson, me surprised. Mississippi is not. No, but the thing is, like, it was, he, I, from my understanding, that they, they've reached out and said, hey, uh, this thing is failing. As they were still sending money to Ukraine, we <laughs> sent enough money to Ukraine to fix not only Flint, Michigan, but now Jackson, Mississippi. Um, so, so their water I was going to say, Flint will never get fixed failed. because it's too much infighting. <laughs> no. Uh, Michi Flint, Michigan, unfortunately, was a lot of bad choices by their leadership that that is terrible it's still this infighting. is just a failed yeah this is a, just a failed treatment plant um my thing is this is a united states city that is without drinking water for its town 
why? Now I'm trying why to read this and here? catch myself this... up. Are we talking like so the like the issue with Flint was that uh during all the changeovers and everything, they uh um you know they had lead in the water and all of that stuff. With this one, is it like people have drinking water, but they have to boil it first? Because I've been there's been a lot of times in northern Michigan where they, something why? happens and we have to boil our water for a few weeks because something happens at the um, they, fecal contamination. From my understanding, <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that the water treatment plant not only does it provide the city water, it looks like it also provides their bottle water. So they're Oof. they're 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 being fucked from both ends, and mm. it's not in a good way. Um, <laughs> Very rarely is it in a good way if it's from both ends. It feels like a human centipede moment, and and the water treatment plant is in the middle. Um, wow! But I know there's a handful of TikTokers I saw that they are actually doing a caravan, bringing water to help assist in Jackson, and it's sad when people. It's great that people are taking initiative themselves to do it when the government knows of the situation but yet aren't aren't stepping in to do it. Ha! So he has his own personal water truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That, it doesn't look good for him. No, not mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Not not when you have your own water truck, but yet you can't no. get water for your own people. Now that's not to say no, his name is does... not on it. You know, it's not hooked up anything directly to his property. It's just sitting outside of his property. Yes. Huh. Yeah. That could be in a that doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah that's what could. I'm wondering. Is it I could. that's the hard part with a video like that. Yeah. Is that that may not be showing yeah yeah that might not be shown right that might be water that they shipped in for people mm-hmm. yeah right to use yeah i so, think there's been some, more than some... one video but that's the most common one i've seen well let's not pretend that politicians don't make rules for everyone else and not for themselves you oh they like, for yeah. Yeah. not for me yeah right oh, yeah. i forgot about that rule <laughs> yeah yeah that's right well because you're not a politician no that's fuck why that shit. yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly Yep. So they were less. I thought thought about getting into politics, but I also remembered I I I really could go to jail for mass murder of politics. So you have a soul, right? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) I obviously you got one. Read my (laughs) shirt. I know. I know. I read my shirt. Yep. All right. Um. All right. So we're gonna make fun of some TikToks now. Yep. Sweet. Queen Nancy. Let's see Queen what she's Nancy. got. Popping Pelosi stock moves literally does not miss because she just did it again. Remember when she sold those 25,000 shares of NVIDIA back in July? Well, the literal U.S. government just told NVIDIA that they can't sell chips to China anymore. And guess what happened to the stock? It tanked and it's now down more than 6% after hours. It is down almost 15% from when she sold back in July. 
But what's crazier is, if you do the math here, you'll see that she saved almost $600,000 by selling those shares early. And since I was autopiloting her and copying her exact moves, she literally locked in a 20% gain for me because it sold when she sold. To celebrate the win, we're again going to open up the private beta to copy traders. So you know where to find the link and follow for more. I need to follow that link. Is it considered, is it considered inside trading if you're following Nancy Pelosi? Not well, no, because it's not for her either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah, for I mean, her, it's for her husband's lawyer. Right? <laughs> did you see that video where he got arrested? Oh yeah, we played. He it got, last yeah. week. We we did that what last week. We talked about it. So he got five years probation and one day in jail. Um, mm-hmm. Well, here's and, what I will say. Fine. But they about, saved six hundred thousand dollars. About the NVIDIA thing, though, I think that that's a very good move, that we are no longer going to be selling those chips to China. We Uh, shouldn't be selling any chips or anything to China. No, well, obviously, I mean, they've already stolen most of our uh, most of our copywriting stuff, you know, uh, intellectual property technology. So uh, we need to we have to cut ties. I think that that's the biggest problem that we have is that they they have been able because of our open market they have really been able to come in and and really create espionage within these companies and steal products and market it for themselves and so at least at least we're making that's a step in the right direction that we're going to stop selling those to china because we need those here in the u.s well not only that i think if uh it's not just not selling but don't forget most of those chips are actually made in taiwan so if we're going to back Taiwan, we can't back Taiwan, buy from Taiwan and, and then, then sell give, to China. and then sell to China. <laughs> right, right. So well, well the the funny thing is with Taiwan, well, there's a bill on the floor right now for us to send military aid to Taiwan cuz Taiwan is now throwing rockets at China all of a sudden. So oh, well, are we going to be supporting two fucking wars now? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. We almost I think for our own purpose have to support Taiwan because like I said, yes. if Taiwan goes down, we are screwed. Oh because yeah. Because no, no. If well, you want to set back for chip, a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll be set back for a while until uh more places open up here locally. Right, right. But I want to say what is it like 80 some percent of uh the semiconductor chips the semiconductors that go in into Taiwan. chips come from Taiwan. Right. So, yeah, we we have to defend them. We also have to get out of China for, especially for technology. You know, Apple still uses, even though they have a local plants, I used to work for them. Even though they have local plants in Texas now, most of their stuff was to say the majority co- of them still comes from, China, from Foxconn. Right? Still comes from Foxconn in China. Yeah. So, you know, we can't, we, we're still in this, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, economic, uh, um, where if you go down, Catch I go 22? down. Yeah, but there's a name for it. Um, uh, Reagan came up with it in the 80s when it came to. Trickle uh, down economics. No. There it is. So close. So close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two for the win. Hey, that's the, the only reason I came onto the show was for that moment right there. <laughs> I'll take it. 
Um, but uh, no, as far as the uh, the stocks, um, I kind of want to do that. I, I want to see because my brother, I want to actually ask my brother if he did sell NVIDIA because he put a ton of money into NVIDIA stock back in like January. Wow. So I want to see if he did lose because of that or if he sold. Um, he, he, if he lost, if he lost and he didn't sell, he's, you might want to do a, a welfare check on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's probably in tears. Um, probably. Right. I mean, who next knows? TikTok. All right. Here's our favorite man again. People on the left love to call conservatives fascists, but they have no idea what that means. Shoot. Even Joe Biden recently called us semi-fascists. Let's look at the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of fascism real quick. A political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. Now, let's be honest. Who does that sound an awful lot like? Certainly not conservatives, especially when you look at a criteria being centralized autocratic government. Conservatives are big advocates for states' rights, thus the decentralization of government power. We also are not the party known for forcible suppression of our opposition. Truthfully, excluding the part about nationalism, everything else is a perfect description of the modern day left. They're just not self-aware. I swear, if I ever get to have him on, I'm going to sound like a dummy. He's a very smart kid, man. He's a really, he's a, and he's a good, oh, he's no, a good I, I will. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a trip to watch on TikTok. That's like his yeah, third like, account. Wow. Too. I swear, I, have, I swear, like uh, over the last year, I've had to follow him like two or three times now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the, the thing about the fascism stuff is, is so it's, it doesn't, there's no, there's no logic behind the arguments because even no, like I just watched a TikTok. It might have been yesterday where a guy was interviewing a Antifa member slash supporter. I did watch. That. I watched that one too. Did you see it where he's like, "Well, I'm anti-fascist." Yeah. It's like, but, but everything you do is fascist, right? Like, like you, you're supporting fascism. So like, that's yeah, and that's my thing with the uh, Antifa is you can call yourself whatever you want. But your actions speak louder than... Oh, absolutely. You know, I know a lot of people, not a lot, I know some people that call themselves Christian, yet don't believe in the Bible. Oh, yeah. Well, just being born in America makes them a Christian, you know? Yeah. And and I'm going, well, if you're not going to follow the teachings of Christ and what the Bible says... You can't call yourself that. It's a, call yourself anything else, right? Anything at all. I I, I was and, a Roman Catholic, and then I, I I didn't believe in the panhandling of the 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 the, the pan sure. five or six the times. tides the tides the tides because I questioned it when I was thirteen, and I said, "Well, this is it for me," and my grandmother banned me from her house because she's from Italy, and she's like, "You can't." And I became a Christian after that because well, tithing is a part of Christianity. I understand. I mean, a, I'm not. I'm not disputing it, the tide. I'm disputing the eight times the damn tide pan goes around. Oh sure, and there's churches. For there's reasons. There's non-Catholic churches that do that too. I mean, oh, it yeah. really is just the the fall the fallen nature of man. 
right is uh is no, gonna always do things that. that you know but taking it back it to just, uh like antifa right is you can't say you're anti-fascist when your whole way of pushing your ideology is through force yeah it's the bolsheviks again it's the it's the uh the uh what do they call the the party that uh the the strong arm party the strong arm party of the Nazi party yeah. right yeah yeah that's, they're 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 the uh, the brown shirts yes the brown shirts you know yeah. that's exactly it I almost said brown coats are the and, then new, I'm like, are the new, and then I'm like wait a minute no new, that's serenity yes <laughs> <laughs> are the new eighty seven thousand IRS agents the new super soldiers for the Nazi party for the America that this whole, for the, the whole big thing, SS. I mean, how are they going to get 87,000 agents? We can't even hire eight people for the Burger King in my town. Like, who's going to go join the IRS? Because they're going to be given a gun and said you can raid people. And it's not just people that that are able to carry firearms, but also good at math. Yeah, Um, that's. I mean, you're you're limiting your base there a little bit. Right. My wife and I were talking about that. She goes, what if an IRS agent comes to our house? Um call 911 because they have no right to come into our house. They're federal. They have to go by federal law. They have to contact state and local police before they can pursue anything. So you go, hey, I got a guy pretending to be an IRS agent trying to break into my house. Right. Yeah, I do it like that one video of the guy that was an ATF agent, uh, but he got the police called on him because he was trying to – There's. Other See, ones where people are walking out with their firearms and like, here, here's my. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, I don't. That's, that's all they shit up. That's what happened to Australia, and look what happened to them. Yeah, they got fucked. Well, they're. I mean, they're all prisoner. That's a prison planet anyway over there. Like that's that's how they got <laughs> their a, start. So, a, but they're so. I was nice. gonna say Australia was a giant prison. Yeah, it was, it was oh, Britain's prison. In, England didn't didn't know where to put people, so they they found an island. Just said. Here, you live here now. Right. Figure right. it out. And then it, they it's created like, it's like England's version of the gulag. Right. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. Yeah. Or like Lost in or what's the what's the Kurt Russell movie with uh, is it not Lost in New York, but uh Oh Escape from New yeah. York. Escape from New York. Yeah, you did and from then New York. Escape from New Escape from LA. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Australia is Escape from from LA without a cool Snake Pliskin character or Pliskin right. character, whatever his name is. Oh no no. Well you got you got chlamydia, koala bears, and kangaroos. That is kind of creepy that koala bears carry chlamydia. They also they and, also will die if they don't there's something about the way that they eat their food that they easily can starve to death because they can't uh some something about where they, they, they're unable to do something with their food because they're that stupid. <laughs> I, I, I just remember I, really I just remember that. killing I all the talking about asking that talking about drop bears all the time and yep. <laughs> fear that was our bear. friend that was our friend uh Graham our, aka yeah. Killa Wilma God rest yep. his soul. Um yeah. he would he would call he's from Australia. Um he would call koala bears drop bears because he would say if you're not paying attention and a koala bear is in a tree and they're above you they will mm. drop on you yep for no reason mm. and they can either well, scratch your face up or give you chlamydia 
<laughs> and you Maybe pray for the scratching lucky. of the face. I was gonna say I don't like them them uh, choices. Yeah. I would rather have my face scratched up than get chlamydia on my face. Uh, I mean, I would. They, I, they I would rather have neither themselves. So I mean, maybe their fingernails no, no, have media in them. You know, on them. Just be careful. Yeah. All right, we're gonna make fun of California some more. Yeah. Sweet. So this is an actual news report. California is restricting <laughs> residents from charging their electric vehicle. This comes one week after passing a ban on gas-powered vehicles. California is in the middle right now of a heat wave, and they are saying it's going to take an impact on the power grid. And because of this, they want people to conserve energy and to restrict charging their electric vehicles. Well, many people are arguing, how is this going to work when by the year 2035, California has a law in place that will limit all gas-powered vehicles from being sold? They want to go to all electric cars. So what is this going to do? How is this all going to work? I want to know your opinion. This is a news story happening today. My name is Dave Bondi. I'm keeping it real. No bias, no narrative. It's not my job to tell you what to think. That's your job. Click the plus symbol to follow me right over there on TikTok. I don't know why we care about Does, California. I, I, I'm waiting. I, I I, there there were an earthquake away from becoming. Democrats in Washington do later on. Right, right. But um, like, why? Like, like, uh, we should just what? let them do all of these things. We should just let them do it. Be like, go ahead, guys. Go, didn't they go do wanna, it, buddy. Didn't Gavin Newsom want to put a wall, like, all around California? That wouldn't I yeah. would one time? be opposed to that. Um, I'd say no. not only that, I, just how about you dig some deep trenches and just break California off, let it go float away? Well, I mean, they're, they're one earthquake it, away from say, becoming like an, an island. I mean, you have like a serious tectonic plate right there. That, that's, just let it go. That's the... Yeah. Uh, let that, it that's go. The, let it go. Okay. Escape Sorry. from L.A. That is how Escape from L.A. started is L.A. broke off from the United States because of a giant earthquake. And when it broke off... My, they're like, oh, we're just going to turn this into Australia. And hey, hey, Drew, I, my whole family was Navy, so I, I, I do so. I lo- thank you for your service. I want to say that again. Thanks, bro. You think the whiskey could uh, detach California from the United States? Yeah. It. I, I'd say it's it's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> I. Well, here's um, my plan. I think we should all, as a as a country. Go to the border of California, and I'll just jump up and down. <laughs> like everybody in the United States, it's like just hands jump across up America, and... but yes. it hands along California. Yes, yes, yes. Feet upon California. <laughs> the only bad thing I'm going to miss is the California weed from Man, the. We got enough, That's bro. We got I enough of miss. that in Michigan. Come Missouri, <laughs> Missouri is is all all about that business over here. So yeah, we'd I was be all right. Say, uh, I got to find it in actually, you know what? I'm going to bring this up as the next one because this is, oh boy. Is it a weed story? Yeah. We haven't had a weed story in a while. So here we go. Let me turn it down a little bit. Cause it's really loud. Know what you do for a living and show your car. Bye, 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 bye,
Okay, so basically, Wait. this TikTok, I'm going to bring it back to the beginning. Man arrested after deputy sees 50 pounds of marijuana, 120,000 words. Who the words. fuck is driving I, around with 50 pounds of weed? Okay, not even counting that. Okay, I know in Michigan, like if he was in Michigan, that would not be $120,000. Yeah. Because <laughs> weed in Michigan now is selling for $600 a pound. Yeah. If, if this is really, truly 50 pounds valued at 120 k each pound would cost $2,400. Yeah, that's a little extreme. You know, wait, maybe, wait, you say maybe you can get a pound with, of weed? For maybe they cut si- it with fentanyl. Oh, there you go. That's what it is. Yeah. It's that's fentanyl it, weed. It's gotta, yeah, it's yeah. got to yeah. be cut with something. It's that, meth, that, but... it's that methy weed. <laughs> yeah, that, that methy weed that's really wait, messy so, in the end. Wait, did you say you can buy a pound of weed for 600 bucks? So, okay. So, uh, wholesale, the uh, the people that grow, yeah. that sell to the uh, dispensaries. Uh, dispensaries yeah. Uh, within the last two years has dropped from $2,000, well, $1,800 a pound. Last year it was uh, hovering a little over $1,000 a pound. Now it's down to $600. Is that because there's so many different farms now? Yeah, the market is so flooded. Um, Pennsylvania is hitting that right now where it's flooded because we had two new big dispensaries open up. Mm. And they're growing all within, and they literally flood. We have one. We have one right next to us that has five licenses to grow five thousand plants per license. Wow, twenty five thousand plants. So, what is how much does an ounce cost on average there? Then at a dispensary, uh, right around some of them are doing sales for like thirty dollars. For an ounce? Yeah. Get the heck out of here, dude. That's insane. The average is around $50 to $60. Bro, Missouri, it's it's $60 still for uh, a quarter out here. Good Lord. Right? No, man. A couple Uh, years ago. Pennsylvania is about the same way. Once it... Once within the last like couple of years, uh, Michigan opened up uh, the uh, licenses for large dispensaries. Oh and my Lord. they completely flooded the market. And the other part about flooding the market is they basically like these, I want to say it's like five or six dispensary or uh, grows that flooded the market. And it basically pushed out all of the smaller grows. So it used wow. to be Michigan was primarily fed by home grows. Yeah. You know, people that are growing, uh, sure, sure. you know, 30 to 60, 70 plants yeah. at a time. Well, now you take these big grows that are growing thousands at a time. And yeah, they just completely and uh, they made it harder for uh, smaller uh, growers to get licenses. They like is Michigan is Michigan medical only now or is it recreational? It's It's recreational. So you're telling me that you get Michigan $60 for an ounce recreational weed. Well, on top of that. Every person in Michigan over uh, 21 is allowed to grow up to 12 plants themselves. Yikes. Pennsylvania right now is only medical. The Yeah, we're only medical here. Bill for recreational is on is been on the floor for the last 2 years. Yeah. Um they just never went through it. 
Um, oh, recreational got no, voted the in by one, popular vote. Oh, yeah. No, I'm driving through Michigan in October, so I know what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the one thing about Pennsylvania for the medical growers, you have to have $2 million liquid cash before they'll even give you a license. And it's like huh. all the small it, growers are like, can't do it. So you have all the big ones in, come in and just. That's what they did in, uh, in Michigan. Is, eat them all uh, up. Because you have to have so much liquid cash to start right. up. Um, yeah, they, but they changed it because it used to be like, uh, the dispensaries were getting the quote unquote overages from the medical growers. So, you know, like you grow for your five people, you're allowed 12 each. So plus yourself. So six times 12, 72 plants. So then you give, uh, whatever you give to your patients and then whatever you have left over, you sell to the dispensaries and people were actually making a good living off of doing that. Yeah, because we were talking, you know, two thousand dollars roughly a pound. So yeah. you, out of seventy-two plants or however many plants, say you grow uh, ten pounds, you know, that's twenty thousand dollars. You do that three times a year, you're making sixty thousand dollars. You know, that you can support yourself on. These big grows come in, and they. Uh, flooded the market and like i say and it's it's not that great weed either because they grow them so fast and all yeah, of that it's, stuff it's mass produced weed yeah and wow. um so yeah it's like it's still really new here in missouri we just got uh in 2020 it got uh legalized for medical here and uh i i got my card when i retired from the navy that was uh, that was the one thing I wanted to do because I wanted to get off my prescription medicine. I wanted to get because I have it's, depression that's, and anxiety. That's what I did it for. Yeah, that's and what I our, did for to get off my meds. Yep, and that's and that's what worked for me. And now I'm at the point where uh, I I really only smoke to help me sleep at night. I used to smoke pretty pretty daily, pretty regularly, um, but I'm at the point where it's it's like it doesn't have the same. After you've been smoking for a long time, it doesn't really affect you the same way. And, but it does help me sleep. So that's the one thing I'm grateful for is if my, I smoke my before favorite, bed, sleep great. My my favorite one to sleep with is BioJesus. And I told my aunt that, who's a hardcore Christian, like hardcore. I said, yep, I go to sleep with BioJesus. And she just laughed at me. And she goes, "That, that that's wrong. But She doesn't know that Jesus time. is from Mexico. So that's the Jesus <laughs> that they're talking about. It's BioJesus. BioJesus. Bio no, no. No, no. This is Nope. No, it's Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I, I have Jesus within me. Lord, forgive us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lord, forgive us. I, I was, oddly <laughs> enough, I was having a conversation with uh, um, our old pastor uh, online about uh, the whole using the Lord's name in vain. I'm like, I think this would constitute possibly that argument. <laughs> yeah, well, you're using it for sure. <laughs> so, okay. Next mm. one. This I, one. I mean, Look at this guy taking a It's like a train Is that a generator? That's his whole life right there, man He's got like an Amigo That he's pulling like a train of... he's, he's got two of those little Walmart uh, Fat people carts 
Yeah. That, uh, and then he's got a whole bunch of other <laughs> red <laughs> red wagons there. He's got oh my one. gosh. Oh, look at that. He's got some animals in there. Is that like cats or dogs or something? Maybe maybe he runs a petting zoo that shows up to your house. <laughs> I'll yep, come to you. Generator, I, I big giant. There's the generator. So would his so would his scooters run out of out of power? Yeah. He just turns on the generator. Look, he's got gasoline in. there. He's got gasoline <laughs> yeah. in in the tank. Yes. And you know hey, what? look. You know, this guy is probably the happiest he will ever be. Dude, you don't need a home. You don't need a home to be happy. He's got you really gas. Don't. He's got a fan for his animals. He's got food. If he, they, he's you know, driving both scooters. He's got a generator, with... and guess what? He probably lives off the land, so he ain't being taxed. You know what, though? Yeah, he's not paying. I mean... He's definitely not paying. <laughs> 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 but he's, just the fact that he's got, like, it's a, it's a little train. How many? One, two, three, four, five. Six, and those seven, and those are like eight industrial outdoor carts too. Yeah, because they have the big rubber tires on them. There, <laughs> he's going off roading. Wait, hold on, Florida. wait. There is one, two, three scooters. Yeah, attached. Yeah, he is powering two of them. Well, when one runs out, he jumps on the other one and just puts. <laughs> I love the straps. Like he's got it all strapped together. Oh, that is so great. You can't look, man. That guy. That is is fantastic. He used to work, you know, people don't know. He used to work for Tesla. They had to let him go. (laughs) That's the type of ingenuity. Back into work. He wanted to stay work from home. He said Tesla was racist. No, no, it wasn't Tesla. That was space. That's all SpaceX. (laughs) That is all SpaceX. Okay. Oh, good old Florida man. Let's see what we got. The birth of Florida man. And that's how Florida Man was born. What? I did not expect that. Can you play that again? Go back. Go back. Go back. That's a rubber gator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is not a real gator. Yeah, Yeah, no way. That is not. Well, you see the fake jaw? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Wow. But you know what? At first glance, I was was convinced. At first glance. (laughs) You notice he comes out with a beer first. Oh beer's Lord. no, no. Beer's still in hand. <laughs> no, no. What really got me was the dude on the back holding the tail, uh huh, and the gator not rolling. <laughs> yeah. These are the videos that Russians watch, like we watch Russian videos. Yeah. <laughs> the birth of Florida man. Like, yep. Those stupid Americans. <laughs> All right. Next one. Hey, this phrase. Out loud for me. Kinda. These nuts? <laughs> I'm from Michigan. That's kinda. Yeah. Kinda? Kinda. I'd say kinda too. I'm a, I'm originally from Ohio, so kinda. I'm gonna go with kinda. It's kinda. Yep. Uh uh. It's it's kinda. a kinda. Sure. Kinda. Missing a few letters there? I mean, I see the letters, but you don't have to say them. Like, if somebody's like, yeah, are you feeling all right today? You could be like, I don't know, kind of. So you're knowingly saying it wrong. That's what I'm hearing. I mean... Uh, kind of, yeah. I'm not going to say you're right, but kind of. I I feel like I have the more of a harder D in there. But I, do I still too, do. Yeah, yeah I, it's mine's more spelled K-I-N-D-A. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Um, the word of the day is kinda. kinda. Um, 
like <laughs> I, although it drove me nuts because i when we were in oregon i never heard myself sounding any different than anyone else but they like to point out that my michigan accent my midwest accent yeah of uh you know um how i pronounced my a's and stuff like that oh yeah you know i could absolutely start sounding exactly like you because i'm from ohio yeah yeah and it's not hard when i get around people from the midwest to start talking like this a little bit more you know yeah my my high school my junior year i went from maryland ended up in tennessee from Mm. my junior (laughs) year to my senior year so i went from and they had no problem calling me a yankee the entire school year. And I'm like, motherfucker, we all know Maryland is stuck in the middle, so fuck you all. Did you have and a New like, England type accent, southern- though? Were you a little bit like Bostonian? No. Do you have any of that? No? Really? No. 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 I, I have no idea what you the Maryland accent You don't park the car in the garage? Like. What's, that? What's that fake uh, New England accent that they used to use in old movies? There was a name for oh, that. Oh, the Atlantic accent. Yes. yes. The Atlantic accent. What do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that was more of the accent that I had was more of the Atlantic ah. accent. Well, I come so on was, down I here to Tennessee, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fucking I was going to say you guys should do a video where uh, you actually give them words from Oregon and have them pronounce them. Oh, like how you to pro- how do you pronounce this? Oh, Neocani. Neocani. Oh Neocani. yeah, well the same. How do you, how do you the pronounce first Oregon? Time, the first time I got there, Kelly, I'm talking to her on the phone, and she asked where I was, and I, I'm like I, and I just passed the sign, and I just gla- glanced, and I'm like, I think I'm at a place called Cladiscani. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Washington State for six years, so Snohomish and Wat- Wanatchee and <laughs> yeah. all the all the uh, Algonquin names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The play on words was like Passamaquoddy. Yeah, yeah. Snoqualmie. Like, get oh, out of yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, we have we have uh, like uh, Michigan Native American words uh, here: Ypsilanti, Tequamanon, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. We've got hell in paradise. We do have hell and paradise. Actually, uh, my uh, uh, my in laws are from hell. Again, I'm I'm nice. allowed to say that Fantastic. my in-laws, Kelly, my wife is from hell. I have well, a wife from where, hell. where I live in Missouri is right next to Independence, Missouri. I'm in Blue Springs, but Independence, Missouri, little known fact, is where the Mormons think that Jesus is coming back at. Really? They built a temple wow. there. The Mormons have a temple to to prepare for the coming of Jesus, the, whatever Mormon Jesus they believe in. Of yeah. every place he could choose, he chose Missouri. Independence, Missouri. Independence, yeah. Missouri. Yeah, we have a we have a uh, our government. Because Maryland's like, uh, got you. Uh, guy talked to a rock. It was the uh, the the for the Mormons. You mean? Yeah. He found uh, he found some gold tablets oh. uh, delivered by the uh, angel Moroni, and uh, that's where they get the name Mormon. Is a oh. Mor- Moroni or Moroni? Uh, but Joseph Smith, yeah, he was a yeah, big, uh, he was a big part of, uh, of here in Missouri. So, all right, let's, uh, I'm talk a little bit about the eighties. <laughs> 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 
where you only need duct tape, zip ties, and a case. He's got a mullet and he's a hard problem. can't talk during this. So there's this chemistry and physics major, and he's crazy smart. He's got a mullet and he's a heartthrob because this is the 80s. Well, one day, he saves the life of this government guy with a paperclip, a wrench, and some shoelaces. So he gets hired on as a guy who so close can save people with things like shoelaces, I guess. Anyway, he travels all over the world and fights crime. And what makes that really hard is he hates guns. He doesn't even want to touch guns. And every situation he's in definitely calls for a gun. But he sticks with paperclips and shoelaces. And I know what you're thinking. Paperclips and shoelaces are not that potent a combination. Well, watch this. <laughs> Never mind. That was actually a really well edited and thought out. TikTok. MacGyver. Well, look, MacGyver was so good that we now use the term MacGyver. Yes, I'm going to MacGyver it things... together. Yeah. I mean, there's kids growing up that don't have a clue who MacGyver is. And yet or they they'll know use the, the new term. one. Right. Oh, yeah. They have Gruber. the new one. Oh, did they have like no, an no, actual MacGyver? MacGyver? Yeah, they, yeah, uh, they did. A younger, younger MacGyver. Younger MacGyver. Yep. <laughs> they had five seasons. They just, they canceled it, but. Oh, it, man. I didn't even know about it. I figure, mm. uh, you know. Didn't miss much. <laughs> so here's the thing I loved MacGyver growing up. Loved it. Like, I, I had to watch. Um, even after it was on regular, when it got on the syndication on like USA or something every day, it was like I had to be there and I had to watch MacGyver to see what he's going to do. I I wanted to, I had my little MacGyver kit, which yeah. is basically, you know, duct tape and shoelaces and, <laughs> and paper clips. <laughs> and, paper clips. <laughs> and I was going to get myself and bubble gum and bubble gum. A bell. Um, but here's something that I did bubble. learn. Here's something I did learn later on, though. After the first season, because everything in the first season, they actually had on, like, um, physicists and stuff to help make it the stuff that he did. Because people were doing it at home and getting hurt because of mm. the stuff that he made, because it actually worked, they had to start having him make stuff that theoretically could work, but only if the circumstances were 100% correct. Oh, geez. So, um that, I found that kind of interesting. Uh, I didn't know that until. So, I was if you want to know what MacGyver really did, watch the first season. Yes. Yeah, the first the season was actually real. MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, the new MacGyver. Uh, actually, I had a friend that worked on the new MacGyver the first couple seasons. He did lighting for it, and uh, um, he's like, "Oh yeah, like eighty percent of the stuff he did was CG." Then. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. Uh, Figure we'll go on the 80s throwback since this guy does really good. By the way, I love his name. Uh, this guy is at AARP. Because <laughs> what, a, what a good name. Um, he actually is an AARP member, which makes me want to get an AARP card because in their thing, uh, he mentions in his TikToks, like in an early one, the uh, that you don't have to be a certain age to become yeah, you an ARP member. You don't. So no, you can. Be, I, I keep. Get, I get the letters all the time. I do too, and I always ARP. just throw them out. But you can sign up for it, get all the discounts and everything, and not have to be like sixty years old. I'm gonna do that tonight. <laughs> well, right. That that is my goal this weekend. Join AARP. 
So this is him explaining the greatest American hero. Do you guys remember that show? I do. I remember the the theme song I is do. actually one of my favorites. Yeah. So there's this goofy high school teacher with great hair, and he's been put in charge of this violent group of troublemakers. So one night he drives him out to the middle of the desert by himself, and then this FBI agent nearly kills him with his car, and then this UFO comes down. Yeah, that's it. That's the same show. So this UFO comes down and somebody comes off and gives him a set of super pajamas that basically make him the most powerful person on the planet. But he loses the instruction booklet in like five minutes. So he doesn't do any of it very well. He's also got you know, this girlfriend, you know funny? brilliant attorney who's also Wait till after. very patient. And luckily this one works out a lot better than his last girlfriend. Anyway, <laughs> even though he doesn't know how to use the super pajamas so well, he and the FBI agent who nearly killed him and his brilliant attorney girlfriend, they all go around and they fight crime. Oh, oh my man. lord. The theme song to this one? It is. I agree. I think that's one of the best theme songs. Oh. Uh, it, it's up there with Cheers for me. Oh, yeah. Cheers is another good one. His, still... his chest plate looks like what the Red Lanterns from the Green Lanterns scene, the Red Lanterns, yes. what it turned into. It does. I agree. Because <laughs> yes. it's really fucking close. It also kind of looks like the Babylon B logo. <laughs> yes. It does. Oh, I never so caught the, that before. The only thing I got to say about that in reference to both of those 80s videos. um, So an FBI agent got together with MacGyver and discovered him because he was saved well, that, by him. And now we got another FBI agent. I was like, what the hell is up with? It's got to be the same FBI agent. Like, what the uh, hell? Well, well, you know that in the 80s, in order to get any type of show or anything it has to be an fbi agent discovers you yeah those fbi agents in the future will be the ones that raid mar-a-lago do you have the monty python mar-a-lago excerpt that i sent you i'll send it to you right now i'm sorry please Please, 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 please. Oh, 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 oh. It's Monty Python with Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm sorry. I sent it to you. I swear to God I did. I wonder if it, maybe I couldn't download it or something. Otherwise, what? it would have showed up. Okay, let me find it. Let me find it. Oh, um, my God. It's so good. Oh, Jesus. So, could, just because, well, you know, you post uh, stuff. I don't post. You have to actually, like, set that up and say, yes, people can download or share on TikTok. Right. You actually, you can control people's ability to stitch your stuff, to duet it, to download it, to even leave comments. So uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I've I did, not been I on TikTok s- very long and I figured it out. I saw, I saw that I, cause we just, I set up our page. I just haven't done anything yet um, where you could actually set the comments to those that you follow to actually make comments now. I was like, oh, oh, that's a way to get rid of the trolls. You yeah. Friend all the people you want to have communications with. And when you know the people that are being trolls, you just like, I'm not following you back. And you can't make comments. So fuck you. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I've seen I this just one. go this by my good. theory, the same one, uh, the same theory I use with Twitter, which is I'll post stuff and then never look at it again. It, that's the I, Joe wish I, I wish I could do that. I wish I could. But I have to watch, I have to read the comments. So, all right. So this one, this one is good. If someone ever approaches you and tries to rob you, tell them to stop. Ask them, is it necessary? Is it nice? 
do you have my permission? Tell them that you do not want to be touched. If they point a gun at you, tell them that it's illegal. This is Solid a evidence, example. <laughs> this is a perfect example of the SEL learning that they are now teaching in schools. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is a social emotional uh, learning. I mean, this is you know all. All I'm thinking of is the old example. This is obviously a parody. When I watch this, I'm being when sarcastic. I see that is. Don't touch me there. This is my no no school. Oh, jeez. No, no. My son. Damn it. My son Ryan. plays that all the time. You're used to. He doesn't do that anymore. You know, I have to say it's catchy because at least he remembers it and he feels confident enough to actually sing it out loud. In I'm front still of, prepared you know, to stop, his, drop, oh, and roll. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, my, remember Dare, drug abuse. My, my, my daughter they, loves they yes. how wing. to do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What is it? <laughs> like cops come into the school. I'm in third grade. Here's the drugs that yeah. you're going to start using. Dare. And here's how to do them. I love that. Good old dare. Good old dare. I, got, I, had, I don't think I have my dare. I had my dare shirt. And I wanted to give it to my kid. Just to let him go to school with it. <laughs> just to see if the teacher would be like, where did you get that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. I need to convert that video that you sent me. So let me play another one. Jesus. I don't know what this is. You should actually read more than headlines. While reading is key, comprehension is required. I love this guy. Everything they read or hear <laughs> or see. It doesn't take too much critical thinking to understand what's being said, which is akin to a puff piece about how they worked tirelessly to influence what you're going to think and what you're going to do come election day. So when you push false narratives such as Russia Trump collusion, the Steele dossier, the Muslim ban, Mexicans are rapists, very fine people, never condemned white supremacy, the Russian bounty, the reason for the Lafayette Square photo op, 15 days to slow the curve, dismissing natural immunity, dismissing the Great Barrington Declaration, no vaccine until after the election, or my favorite, Trump is a fascist, such a fascist that he used the pandemic as an excuse to take over the country. Oh wait, that didn't happen, but I bet you still believe he's a fascist. Why? Because you read it somewhere. Or because Biden told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually speak to this guy pretty regularly, man. He's a he's a good dude. He's a retired Marine. Uh, he's a real he was an intel guy, so he uh, he's very good at data and uh, disseminating information and kind of making it make sense. And so he's I think, a good follow. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's why I followed him and uh, why I saved this one uh, is that he um, just the way that he very concisely put that in because he's already had his account cut and he's already back like yeah yeah um but no i know we talked about it jason and we talked about a few episodes ago back in 2013 obama retracted the executive order allowing for the government information just to be able to be pushed to mainstream without the news anchors having to say the, go- the federal government is saying this, this, and this. So that's where a lot of the mainstream is being able to push the federal government's narrative without saying the government's telling well, us to I, do this. Okay. So again, I worked in news. I went to school. I studied uh, broadcasting and film. I worked in news from the time I got out of college till just yeah. not that long ago. I worked in both television and uh, uh, newspaper. Um. 
most of what they get is literally from the AP and CNN. So they they set up contracts with the Associated Press and with uh, CNN. And uh, anything national that isn't like hyper-local is basically them. And there's been many a times where they get, they literally get the entire script. The script is sent, sent down from CNN to us and they'll have different versions of it. Do you want a two minute script? Do you want a package? Do you want this? And they'll bring it in and uh, um, we just regurgitate it. It's, it comes in. We basically take no. uh, the stuff that they send us. When I was an editor, I would re-edit and re basically reshuffle the shot so that it didn't look like everyone else, but it was all from the exact same source. So, all right. One last one, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, this is the one Kelly wanted to share. Sounds good. It's good. Monty Python's Uh-oh. a good one to end on. So This one's good. Hello! Who is it? We are from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Whose <laughs> castle is this? This is the castle of Donald J. Trump. This is Castle Ma-a-Lago. Go and tell your master we have been charged by God with a sacred quest. If he gives <laughs> us food and shelter for the night, he can join us in our quest for secret nuclear codes. Well, I'll ask him, but I don't think he'll be too keen. He's already got one, you see. What? He says they've already got one. Are you sure he's got one? Oh, yes. He's a very nice. I told them we already got one. <laughs> well, um, can we come up and have a look? Of course not. You are federal types. If you do not show us the code, we will take your castle by force. You don't threaten us, FBI pig dogs. Go and boil your bottom, the son of a silly person. I blow my nose at you, so-called FBI. You and all your federal niggits. If you do not agree to my commands, then I shall take... I need to watch... I need to rewatch. Monty Python now. That's such a great movie. Oh, man. I, I, honestly, I was really hoping it was going to be The Black Knight, but that's even better. I was really hoping the video was going to be The Black When you said Monty Python, I was like, it's got to be The Black Knight. They reworded The Black Knight scene. And I forgot about the castle scene. And then as soon as it got to I was like, Wait, they're going to launch a cow. They're going to launch a cow. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for bringing that up. That was You're worth welcome. it. You're very I can. That was fantastic. Thank you. You got you to gotta close this out, Ryan. I can't talk right now. I got it. So, Knights of the Round Table. I'm joking. Thank you for uh, joining us, uh, hanging out with us for episode 46 of Fire Talk Radio. Please check us out on our website, firetalkradio.com. Uh, email address, email us with our conversations at firetalknetwork at gmail.com or call it in at 814-380-9820. Always remember, Psycho Stick is our friends. Uh, again, check us out on YouTube and now on Rumble. Hit the subscribe and check us out there. Um, I got nothing else, and we will see you all next week. Thanks for joining us, Drew.
Oh, don't forget to check Drew out on TikTok. What's your it's name at at Drew Breaks the News. That is my political satire channel, and I also have a the- theology channel called uh, Doctrines of Rad. It's a podcast that myself and a friend Logan do, where we just talk about Christian theology. So I uh, would love That's to awesome. to That's see true. people there hanging out. All right, now another one I need to subscribe to, Kelly. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> <laughs> We can only count to four. We can only count to four. We can only count to four. We can only count to four.